I'm Chris Walrus. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. Walk on. Smoke on. Mwah. Bowl after bowl, bowlafterbowl.com. Hello, hello. Welcome to the bowl. Thank you for joining us. Episode 42. 42. 42 is here, here to stay. Welcome. Welcome back. It's Tuesday night. Big debate just wrapped up. Um... We will have the full debate for you at the end of this show is how we're going to do it. So we're going to just paste that at the end because it's about an hour and a half. We had minimal commentary during it while we were playing some No Agenda Bingo. And the final results for that uh, did not receive a bingo. No, no bingo from Biden or Trump. Didn't get a bingo. Even with uh, kind of stretching some of it. Now, Chris, if we would have counted Chris Wallace's words, we would have actually had my dad on there. Um, It sounded like... uh, he came awful close. I think everybody but Joe Biden said Obama. So that wouldn't have counted on Biden's card. The Obama one. White flag, I didn't get the reference mm, on the yeah. Biden bingo card. The no agenda Biden bingo card. But uh, maybe I'll have to look it up. Yeah, definitely going to have to look it up. Interesting debate. Not really uh, any kind of one explosive moment necessarily at all. Um, there was a little bit of shuffling with the Green New Deal. I thought that was kind of, that was the one part where I was like, whoa. Oh. Because Joe kind of like endorsed the big Green New Deal, distanced himself from the Green New Deal, said he doesn't support it, defended it. It was like all over the place. It was all over the place. It was all over the place. But what really surprised me was actually before the debate, Chris Wallace got up on stage to do a little pre-debate speech and his mic was not tuned in. Yeah. Poor form. And I also do think it's worth uh, noting that the Commission on Presidential Debates is 33, 33 years old this year. Hey. They so, did mention that at the beginning. It was kind of funny. Yeah. 33 years of age. Top 333 for you. There you go. Popping up in the debate. It's fantastic, isn't it? It's always around. There's a lot of Biden brain farts to mm-hmm. be expected. Sure. My personal. He also just basically said that everything Trump said wasn't true and everything that he said was true. It was like, like even basic stuff like the... Trump did bring up the stupid bastards thing. He called the military stupid bastards, and it's on tape. And Biden just said it's not true. And he said play it, and no one did. Yeah, he but did. Someone should have. He did say play it, but like no one's gonna play it unless you go to like the Donald Dot Win or something. It'd be the only place that it'll be played, or on like the usual suspects Twitter accounts. Interesting to note that Donald Dot Win was down for a large portion mm. of the debate. That I did not know. They're getting uh, DDoSed or something. DDoS attack. DDoS attack or flooded? Possibly. Maybe everyone maybe, ran in there to watch the debate. Maybe they can't handle the traffic. That's kind of sad. I don't know. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah, it was uh, really nothing super common. I did also have a thought, though, of um, you know, every time they try to pin Trump down on this climate thing, they ask him, do you believe in cl- 
the science of climate change or something to that extent. Are you a member of the Holy Church of Climate <laughs> Science? And uh, he always says, I want clean air, clean water and fresh air and fresh air motherfucker and all that kind of shit. Um, what he's saying, God damn it, is the same thing that uh, Charlie Manson used to say all the time. And if the left was good at memeing, if they were worth a shit at all, they would like pick up on that. But I don't think they're on that track at all. The things he used to rant about, it's like, uh, I think it was in most of his writings from prison, but uh, he had like an acronym for it. Yeah, it was like ATWA. Water, air, trees, birds, or something. W-A-T. Air, trees, water, animals. Air, trees, water, animals. That's it. All the way alive. ATWA. Yeah, so they would, like, if. If the left were smart and clever and crafty, they would pin Trump to that guy and just be like, he's saying the same thing. He believes in uh, Charlie Manson's climate theory or something like that. Wouldn't be that big of a jump. But they don't know. And the left can't meme. The left can't meme. That's true. Biden snickering throughout the whole thing was really irritating. That really got under my skin the longer it went on, where he would just kind of like put a big cheese smile on and laugh. At, like, everything Trump said. Just, like, at everything. He called him a clown, like, four times or something. Oh, yeah, and then he even tried to do the walk it back and be like, oh, I'm sorry, this person. The clown or, or person. The person, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I was surprised at how pepped up he was comparatively to, like, campaign stops. Like, he hasn't been that alert like he was tonight. No, and he didn't get his 30-minute breaks either. So they had to really pump him up. Yep, they went throughout the whole time. The breaks would have just been dumb. It already felt kind of short, you know? I agree. It's tough to have that short answer form of, like, everyone gets two minutes to go back and forth. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to get a full articulate discussion going in two minutes' time. Yeah. And it's impossible if you just have two guys who are saying, like, everything you say is a lie. A lie. Everything I say is right. And then the other guy's like, no, everything you say is a lie and everything I say is right. And, like, just to a casual observer with no other context behind it, like, if people haven't been following anything or don't have any skin in the game, they're like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. It reminds me of the double-headed shield guys presenting that riddle in the labyrinth to Sarah. One of us always tells the truth, and one of us always lies. Yeah. <laughs> then she, like, thinks she figures it out. <sighs> yeah. Yes. Well, hey, we gotta thank our executive producer for this episode. This is true. It's been a big, grand week, hasn't it? It has. Sh- Huge thank you and shout out. To Baby Knight Sir C. Mike. Sir C. Mike came in with $100. And I have to <laughs> I have to tell you the full story of it because it's very funny. We had the KC meetup. Yes. Which was a fantastic fun time. And uh, we had the John and Adam ads on a stick. We had a fantastic uh, meetup report played on the No Agenda last Sunday. And... Uh, which had, you had like four minutes of material that you had to chop down That's to. That's right. Yeah, I had, the whole thing was like a little over four minutes, what everyone recorded, like four and a half minutes. And so I had the job of parsing everything down to be like not too annoyingly long, but to still keep everyone in it and like the gist of what they were saying and like their most important, like whatever they were doing, you know. So some people already had like a really short snippet in there anyway. Like I think Will's was the shortest when he did his shout out to like Grand America and Mm-mm. Graham's Cabs. We. Oh, yeah, Lee, the possible spook, he had a very short one. That was extra tight. That was probably tighter. Yeah, it was like five or six seconds. Yeah, maybe even two The whole three, clip actually. before you cut it down, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the part of him actually speaking was like super fast. So, anyway, I kind of had to chop bits and pieces out of some people's. But we got it all in there, which is cool. We got everybody in there in the whole group. Because C-Mike bought the, brought the recording equipment, so he set it all up. Fantastic microphone. 
all this fancy stuff, like podcaster's dream type mics. And then um, it was some point at the end of the night, he scooped his equipment up. He was like, I'm going to run this out to the car. And then he walked by you and he was like, hey, we're going to go home. Yeah. Good night, night. And then the waitress comes and she's like, did those two just leave? I was like, I don't know. They still had their tab open, man. We were like, yeah, we got it. No sweat. So then he sent me more than the ticket to cover it. And I just figured we'll give him show credit. Hell yeah. Um, and so thank you to the associate, associate, excuse me, to the executive producer of this episode, C. Mike at $100. And congratulations on your nighting. Yes. Your knighthood. Our newest night here in the Casey area. Man, that was a great meetup. It was so much fun. It was the most people there that we've had so far. Oh, maybe we figured out the secret. Well, there's a couple of secrets. <laughs> There's a couple of secrets that were key. One of them is that we had it in Johnson County, which a lot of people live in Johnson County. Yep. And especially right there in Mission, it's like accessible. So there were a few people that just like were blocks away and they just like moseyed over. Yeah. To come to the thing, which was awesome. And then uh, another secret was audio promos. I think they, I think they really do work because um, there was a big bump in RSVPs after that. Uh, after our audio promo played that's true so we got that and this was our biggest group yeah first to top i think we had like 14 yes so we've been close we've had like a dozen i think yeah the first time was 10 or 12 and this is back to our so the first two times i think we're both 10 or 12 and then we both of those times separately had guys come from hours away make like a long drive so Springfield, Springfield of the first one, Omaha, that couple came from in the second one. And then this one feels like we're back to that original momentum of, because there was 14 people there. I think that's right. And then uh, a, another guy from Omaha. So we had another long drive come. So we're just going to keep it going. The next one's going to be in uh, Halloween, Halloween uh, day slash evening. The way that's going to work is it's it's at Knuckleheads. They always do the open jam. So we've done a couple meetups out there during the open jam at Knuckleheads. Um, that show is free. And then they do dollar tacos, and they do five dollar towel boys of a couple different uh, IPAs, as well as they get you know your domestics and whatever. But those five dollar towel boy cans are a good deal. And so we're gonna start the meet up there. So if people just want to come and hang out and see a free show, but they don't want to pay a ticket or anything, then that part is free. You can come to that early. But that night at Knuckleheads, there's gonna be a show uh, with a cover band. Oh, um, M80. M80, and they're like a cover band of, do they just, I think they just do They do 80s. general 80s music, right? And yeah, the, the theme is like 80s MTV, specifically. And we thought, what per, what more perfect theme than to have like a, a Adam Curry takeover of the 80s MTV night, you know? Yeah. Or we could come as uh, several different VJs, but I want to try and dress up as Adam Curry. And... We're going to, like, take it over. The Casey meetup's going to take over that party. So uh, I'm working on putting all the details together in the Casey meetup uh, post. So keep an eye on uh, noagendameetups.com. And I'll toot it out and all that good stuff when I finally figure it, get it all set up. Figure it out. I'll figure it out. That'll go up tomorrow, and we're also going to make a some kind of an audio promo tomorrow, too. Yes. That will be good. That will be very good. Well, speaking of good, we watched the Feels Good Man documentary. We did. Yeah, that was being hyped out a bit. The uh, CSB was the first guy I saw talking about it. Same here. Yep, comic strip blogger. And then the Hogs. about it. Then the Hogs had it on last night on Hog Story. Yes. And so uh, we had to watch it. Yeah, took a look. It was very funny. (laughs) Had all of the uh, got all the good memes in it. You know. Definitely. The good Pepe meme. They didn't really explain Keck very well, but 
No, they glossed right over Keck. They did mention Keck. But to me, Keck was like the funniest and like craziest part of the whole Pepe meme in the election cycle anyway. Yeah, to me, Keck was where that meme drew its magic source from. They really (laughs) didn't, they didn't talk at all really about meme magic. They didn't, even though they sort of did. That druid guy was trying to. He talked about everyone focusing on one image and harnessing that power that way. Right, that's true. But it was weird because it was like sad frog or happy frog or Nazi frog. Like those were the basically the things that they, the modes that Pepe had when they explained it, you know? Yeah. It's like he's basically sad frog or happy frog or, you know, because he started his feels good, man. So he's like a stoner chill frog. And then he was like sad frog. And then he was like Nazi frog. And they were just battling back and forth between Nazi and non-Nazi frog. When really it's just like when, when Hillary Clinton... And the 16 cycle came out against Pepe the Frog. And she had that dumbass explainer she put out. Where it was something like, this is, who is Pepe? This is a cartoon frog. He's become a hate symbol of the alt-right. What? A hate symbol of the alt-right? Yes, that's right. You know, it like asked the dumb question in the explainer. Like they're going to ask your reaction. And it was just so stupid. And so I tweet, I was like, I tweet bombed it. Then the hashtag that they were doing at the time. And I was like, Mickey Mouse is a hate symbol of the alt-right. And I threw up a bunch of like Confederate and Hitler Mickey Mouse images you can easily find on the internet. And then I was like, Donald Duck. And I did it for a bunch of different shit. I remember that. (laughs) I did it for all kinds of different shit. And um, just the the way people act nowadays when you're like, an image has obviously been co-opted, you know? It's like, that's not the character, you know, the character does in a sense have life, but like, you can't, you know, just because you saw a bunch of Hitler Mickey Mouses, then it, it doesn't change what he is in a different context. Exactly. It doesn't change what Mickey Mouse is, but somehow they let it change what Peppy the Frog is, because it's like, these people are just dumb and gullible, I think. I think so. It's the same kind of people who fall for the okay hand gesture is like a white power symbol. Oh, you know? yeah. That kind of shit. Like, I don't understand that person. Crazy. But overall, the meme movie was great. Feels good, man. It feels good, man. Yeah. Uh, when the druid guy was talking about Keck in video games, I thought it was weird. He just glossed over that as, well, it's too complex to explain. When it can succinctly be explained... It's As pretty orc-ish simple. Yeah. In World of Warcraft, LOL is K E K. Right. There were a few, like it was uh, when orcs would talk to humans, like the human would just see like orcish, which was just, it would take the chat and it would jarble it to certain things. It would just like auto translate it to shit that didn't necessarily make sense. And LOL would always cha- translate to kick. So there's the explainer. That's where it came from in the video game world. It's pretty simple. But it's too complicated for the druid guy. It's because he didn't want to manifest Keck. He wanted to keep it behind silent closed doors. They didn't talk about gets and like the numbers lining up. They didn't oh, screen cap any epic threads, even though they talked about 4chan all the time. I mean, they kind of did, but not in a way that you could read it or understand what was going on, you know? Oh, I think they'll send a bunch of normies to 4chan over it, though. Yeah, definitely. Not to stay, but just to, you know, they'll, they'll go in. Take a peak yeah they talked they covered the guy shouting pepe that was so funny holy shit when the guy <laughs> yelled pepe out at the hillary speech that was so i funny. remember watching that live <laughs> that was so fucking goddamn because it was it was after that that she like came out yeah that's when she had to identify like, the frog <laughs> what is the pepe thing <laughs> they had all of her people like research it and like poorly and then like pivot on it poorly like, you gotta move on this like, all right. Ah, uh, journalists condemn, when it comes to condemn fortune. Condemn a cartoon frog. 
Oh my god. The hacker 4chan. The hacker known as 4chan today hacked Hillary's speech by screaming <laughs> out Pepe. Why wasn't he arrested? <laughs> people like some people have that literal reaction, you know? It's like, dude, just said Pepe. It's literally gonna be okay. Yeah. He's the alt right. Oh no. There can't be any nuance. That's what ticks me off. There is plenty of fun, loving Pepe memes the whole time. Yeah. Even before dude made his little peace Pepe database. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, the the trolls who are fucking with you in the first place are going to go to your peace database and make, oh, yeah. make a Nazi frog out of literally every one that you put out there. You know, like it's a war you cannot possibly win because you're not going and doing the same shit. You're not taking their hate Hitler Pepe. You know, Pepe's and unhitlering them. Yeah. You're just making new Pepe's for them for to them deface. To... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm with the dude who said he should have sued the Anti Defamation League. Yeah, I still don't know why he doesn't. That was the saddest it, part of the whole documentary. That was is like very sad that watching fucking him walk prick in that from the room. ADL, just like basically telling him like, no. What good would it do? Taking it out of the database. Yeah, people will be put at risk. No. Of having a thing for themselves. Holy shit. You can't have that. It's bad for you. Got some uh, gutter balls and strikes. Oh, yeah? Yeah, if you want to hear them. Yeah, I want to hear them. This is one. Uh, so this is, for context, this is uh, Wendy Ullman and Tom Wolf caught on a hot mic. Uh, they're about to do an address, and uh, Wendy has her mask on, and Tom Wolf is making sure, like, hey, I'm... He's telling her, like, I'm going to take my mask off when I talk. And she, on a hot mic, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just for political theater. And essentially, here, you got to hear this wow. shit to believe it. It's fantastic. Make sure I'm unmuted here. So, Wendy, I'm going to take my mask off when I speak. I will as well. I'm just, I'm waiting so that we can do a little political theater. Oh. <laughs> wow. So that it's on camera. And then she realizes oh, that she's hot mic'd because <laughs> she gets really close to the mics there. And then she goes, so that it's on camera. And then she goes, ooh, and like taps the mics like, oh, yeah, these are fucking on. Yep. So we can do a little political theater, bro. They that's all admit it. And that's the mask update that I wanted to bring to because I've worked another Fizz gig um, in the time since the last show, I believe. And uh, it's like... Everyone who is trying has to enforce a mask thing. Everyone who has to ask you to wear a mask doesn't believe in it themselves. But the gun is, you know, the barrels of the gun are pointed at them to where if you're operating a business right now, especially a business that has is front facing or is in the service industry, things of that nature. Um, you're doing everything you can to keep business and stay open. It only takes one Karen to report a business who isn't enforcing a mask thing to the health department to get f you're getting to get flame ward on your Facebook page you're gonna get flame ward on all your shit online and you're going to you know you're gonna get threatened by shut with shutting down by the county as well so even if you are anti-mask or if you're just in the middle of like i know this is fucking dumb but i don't care it's like what i'll put up with either of those groups like it's very obvious that people are like mainly this is for show the whole group that i served at the last fizzle you know they were all dentists they're all dentists who you know wear masks for their jobs and some of those guys were like some of the most incredulous people i've seen with the masks you know our event was, event was outside and a lot of them were like 
resenting being told they had to wear a mask outside. And mo- most of them came off like, and it's funny too because if you're at a if you're at a restaurant, the thing is you have to wear a mask to your table and then sit down. You can take it off, but then you know get up and go to the bathroom. You have to put it back on again. If you're drinking or eating, then you can take it off as well. And that was like the case at this place. So you're just walking around with a drink in your hand. Like, okay. Yeah. Game on. So dumb. Like everybody, a fucking child can understand that like the virus doesn't not spread because you have a drink in your hand. Exactly. Or because you're wearing a mask. But but the fucking (laughs) sky is not falling on these numbers. They keep on pushing this stupid number to where it's up over 200,000. But nobody goes back. It's like, it's like the CDC's 6% statement was just a fucking one-off and it's already been memory hold. Like, where did that go? Where did that go? So it's, it's like just over 12,000 deaths. If 6% Ooh. are for COVID per se. If only 6% are from COVID per se. And a massive amount of these are elderly. Yes. Essentially naturally scheduled deaths. Old people die. That's when you die, usually. Odds yeah. on, you die when you're old. That's what happens with most people. If you look at the statistics, most people do die when they're old. You've got people dying from anything. As long as they had a positive COVID test within that 20 whatever it is, 21-day, 24-day window, they're going to count it as a COVID death in this big 200,000 number. Sometimes they will even admit that when they put it on a graphic, but it's just like, how is that fucking relevant? How is that relevant if they had this positive test, but they died of something obviously not that? Uh, it's incredible. Uh, it's not, but somehow they'll get paid if they say that. So of course, they're going to bump the numbers for a higher paycheck. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's just such an incredibly played-out scam. Like I was saying earlier during the debates, like... They better not fucking drag the election out like they've dragged this COVID thing out. Even Trump was like, well, it could take months. But, you know, he was referring to if they're counting all these ballots and dragging it out and waging this political war dumbassery. Another thing that I it could take months, but found funny during the debate was that Biden was like, whoever wins, it just has to like, you got to let them win and they step in and the other person steps down and that's it. And then like, not 10 minutes later... He's saying, we got to wait and make sure that every single ballot gets counted, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, so which is it? Right. You're going to accept defeat? Well, the thing is that or <laughs> everybody, whether you're a Dem or Republican, whether you're on either side of the thing, everybody should vote in person. Agreed. So that we can count them on that day. Like, if you have a legitimate reason to mail your shit in, then you have a legitimate reason. But there's, it would be a dumb idea no matter who you want, it'd be a dumb idea to just request a mail-in ballot as, like, political strategy. If you're just doing it for political strategy, that's stupid. I don't think that anybody truly and honestly believes that the COVID thing is going to affect the vote. Because if it affects you going to vote, it's been affecting you going to the grocery store. It's been affecting you going to Walmart. It's been affecting you going to get your hair done. It's been affecting you going to a restaurant. All of those things everyone is doing. Everyone's doing that right now almost everywhere there are a few places that are still like super locked down but most of the country is back most of the country is doing things and voting in person can be one of those things i've done it already in the primaries i already voted it was very low-key it was ne- there was no difference except for where my polling place was there was no difference between the last time i voted and pre-covid voting walk in show your id it gets beeped what? get a ballot mark it on a pencil turn it in the o- another difference was throwing the pencils out versus putting them back down or whatever. Sure, sure. You did take And then pencil. they were like cleaning the styluses that you sign in with. <laughs> but as far as like time or process, there oh, was nothing different. Exactly. You're in and you're out. You voted. You voted. 
Yep. I mean, go vote in person. There's the vote early thing. Some people like to do that. I don't even know if that's available here, but um, I still think that the best way to do it is just to go on election day and vote. Yes. And that's just it. That's just it. Yeah, that's what I'll be doing. I didn't uh, mention that that uh, hot mic thing was indeed a, a gutter ball. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which kind of in and of itself is a is a gutter ball, isn't it? I'm on fire tonight. So far tonight, I'm average. We have, I'm sure you saw this. Actually, you're the one that told me this. <laughs> yeah. Pat Mahomes is having a baby with his girl. <laughs> Brittany Matthews. So they're not married yet. They're engaged, yeah. Oh, that sounds familiar. And uh, <laughs> her tweet said, just taking a small detour to the wedding. And it had a picture of their ultrasound on it. Um... Which is a bit Sweet. cryptic. I wonder if they're having the wedding before the kid or the kid before the wedding. Mm, we'll find out. You gotta wonder. I could, underst- I could understand wanting to do the latter and not wanting to be showing in a wedding dress. Yeah. But it don't matter no. either way, really. You can also get a wedding dress that doesn't let you show. You <laughs> were pregnant at our wedding, but not like super. No. You were like first trimester, it, weren't you? And also the whole time I had what we called a concealed carry pregnancy. That's true. No one could tell I was pregnant. Yep. My uh, boobs outgrew my belly, so I kind of still looked in proportion yep. to how people normally view me. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Plus I'm shorter than everyone too, so it's not like my belly is ever like focused. Uh, yeah. It's like my head is like the center of like their view. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, you carried if it, that, carried it mm, low and tight. Yeah, with the boob shield coming up over it. That's right. Like you can't really see past it. But yeah, yeah. we'll see. I also I could totally understand them wanting to make sure they can have all their guests at their wedding. Yeah, and definitely. who knows when that'll be. So right. My guess is baby before wedding. Yeah, that'd be my guess. Should too. we ask the magic eight ball? Ooh, let's ask it. Okay. That's a great prediction. Oh, Magic 8 Ball. Question is this. Will Patrick Mahomes and Brittany Matthews have their baby before they have their wedding? Here comes the answer. Yes, definitely. Alright. So the 8 Ball's on our side. Yes, definitely. The 8 Ball abides. (laughs) Gotta write that in the prediction book. What's the title of this book, The Magic 8 Ball? I don't know. We got a list of predictions. List of eight ball predictions. Yeah, well, if you have a great idea bouncing around in your head, give us a call and leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text at 816-607-DOOF-3663. Doof. Doof it up. You can doof it right into our inbox, right into our voicemail. You can doof us the answer to uh, the first time you ever saw pornography. First time you ever saw porn, how did that come about? How to just stumble upon that. You can text it in or leave us a voicemail. That's right. 816-607-3663. 816-607-DOOF. And you can doof with us. Speaking of doofing with us, we had a scare on the drive home yesterday. <laughs> oh, Jesus, did we ever. Oh, we were... You know, this doesn't mean anything to people that don't live in Kansas City, but we were coming up on truce and watched this car. We were sitting at a red light. Watched this car block up, take a very tight left turn. Hubcap goes flying off their front left tire, and then they are driving along the curbs, shooting off sparks on the wrong side of the road, coming head-on straight toward us. We had a block between us when this first started, and dude is flying, and there's smoke and there's sparks. And so luckily, Spence was like, 
oh shit, hell no, <laughs> and makes a quick right turn and <laughs> drives away. By the time we circled back to keep going where we were going, I was sure I was going to see a crashed car there. Just his, you know, just out of commission. It looked like he was driving on the rim, like, pretty quickly. And, uh, nope, he was nowhere to be found. The car was nowhere to be yeah, found. But so the hubcap was in the middle of the road. He somehow noped out of there, but God, there's... Just something about something that just ties your guts into knots after you see a car coming at you head on in the wrong lane and then they go like up over a curve and then come back to the road. I couldn't, I could understand how people like get that deer in the headlight freeze reaction to where they're just no. like, please stop, please stop in their head. But like, I wasn't gonna fucking sit there and like have a maybe. Yeah. Or like I said, if you're one of those red light text message checkers, yeah, could have been fucked. If you're looking down at Instagram while something like that's coming at you, like, fuck that. So he was in the distance. He was probably still, like, 50 feet away. And I was like, no way. And I fucking busted a right. And I think he stopped somehow because I didn't see him go by in the rear view right when I turned. But, yeah, like you said, he was gone by the time we got back. So he must have got out of there somehow. I'm not really sure. No, I'm not sure what happened It was there. crazy, though. That's for sure. It was very stressful. We both thought we both... <laughs> We're holding our breath there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <sighs> the kind of things that stress you out, man. Yeah. Well, I had a good story. Yes, what's this? A 96-year-old Pennsylvania woman bowled a 300 game for the first time at her local alley. Nice. She was the first person to get a 300 game. Let's listen in. Got a little video. Got a little video. Today, something good comes to us from our friend and colleague, KDKA's Megan Schiller. She featured this nearly 97-year-old bowler on our 730 News, and we loved her so much we had to share her story. Yeah, as Megan says, Sarah Lyon is feisty, fun, and she's great at bowling. So good, she scored <laughs> a no-tap 300. That's all strikes in a row and a first for anyone at Kennedy Lanes and McKee's Rocks. <laughs> Look at her <laughs> Look at her, yeah. Damn. But she is not just about bowling. She belongs to two card clubs, worked for Meals on Wheels, and took care of her ailing husband as well. Sarah says a focus on family and a positive outlook keeps her going. This lady's kicking ass. God gave me good health and he gave me a good family. I guess it, it's how I feel inside. The what I, you know, I just have to keep going. I won't give up. I won't give up no matter how old I get. And thanks to Sarah's family who reached out to us to let us know about Sarah. They said, you want some positive news? We'll get you positive news. Check out Sarah and boy, were they right. I love the dance moves. I know. That's my favorite part. I love the dance awesome. moves too. Yeah. She's a definite bowler, man, 100%. She's doing the, oh, shit, fist pump when it, like, doesn't, you know, when she leaves a pin. Yes. And then doing the shoogie boogie when it. She's uh, twisting and shouting, man. When she gets the strike. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's awesome. She's awesome. 96, soon to be 97. See, they keep saying 96, 97, 96, 97. Nearly 97, I think, is what they said. <clears throat> Yeah, who will be 97 November 30th. 300 game. Thanks for F uh, Fletcher for sending us that wonderful story. Yes. Shout out to Fletcher. Feel good news in the bowl. Literally bowling news. Yep. We did it. We did it. <laughs> People said it wouldn't be done, but we Here got we there. Are. We got there. In the bowl, talking about bowling. We talk about bowling every episode. Yeah, one way or another. We've also been watching Brave New World. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a Peacock original. Is it like one? Is it the first Peacock original? I mean, I think they have. They're others. pretty much brand new, but is it among the first? I would say it's definitely among the first because that's a brand new service. I had to start watching it because I saw this outrage article about, oh, it's 
very terrible for people's uh, mental sexuality connection because and then i was like well what, why why is it like bad for you know mental health when it comes to sexuality oh because it doesn't look favorably upon polyamory <laughs> i was like oh well now i have to watch it for me um if you've ever fucking read Brave New World, then you like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Like, that's how the story goes. Like, OK, your sexuality and your carnal uh, desires are one of the ways that the state controls you and keeps you docile. And the feelies are a part of that. So, yeah, like it's not necessarily a pro polyamory uh, sentiment. And, uh, you know, feelies and orgies and whatever, like. I think they have their place and whatever, but... Well, if they're happening every day on the regular and it's what everyone right. knows, then it lo you get desensitized. It's you not know? a... It's you lose your desire for it. and It's it's not a uh, solution to a problem that you have. It is a, it is a act of recreation and it needs to like be taken as that, you know? Yes. The problem in the feelies is when they're like, oh, you're just bummed out. The feely will make you feel, you know? Like, if you're using that as mental or social, like health boost um is it like a reliance on it i don't know you know that's where it might become unhealthy well and also of course the soma everyone relies right. on soma to keep their happiness right and all their levels straight literally any awkward interaction like a soma is popped i love i really like their adaptation like what they're doing with the original concepts and how they've brought it to life. And what's one of my favorite things is the Soma dispensers and counselors. Like, uh, they, they just walk around and just pop them out as soon as anyone needs them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and everyone else is sitting around popping theirs. <laughs> yeah, it's funny to hear, like, when the savage is going around and, like, stepping on people's toes socially or, like, making them all uncomfortable with, like, thoughts that the thoughts that are unwelcome and unwanted this is just like click 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 like they all in unison are like clicking so you have like 10 soma things pop at once yeah and he's just sitting there like wow <laughs> oh man i love some me some brave new world but it doesn't really i don't know it's kind of funny because it doesn't necessarily come down on one side or another on these like issues that you're seeing yeah. rage articles about like they you could just as easily say that they're making fun of monogamy yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd say there's more talking points for that argument. Uh, which, you know, either way, I mean, I think people should just... Uh, remember that reality is nuanced. Right. <laughs> there is nuance and there's, like, not really very solid walls. You can believe in solid walls. And, like, yeah, you can smash into walls. But, like, if you believe there's a solid wall somewhere, like, go up to it. Poke it and touch it and see where it actually starts. Try to find out where that wall starts and where it stops. It's, it's difficult because everything's quite fluid in my experience or in my outlook of things I'm like you can do a bad thing well and you can do a good thing poorly and there's a lot of different nuance when you're talking about yin and yang in general good and evil if you must some people see it differently some people see it as uh there's certain things you don't do which is uh which is fine we are going to put a recommend though on brave new world recommend it yeah i really liked their savage land yeah where they went with that they turned like the savage lands into an amusement park with tours so you could see things like <laughs> mm -hmm. oh do you remember the four houses i know there's consequence which is like prison Mono is monogamy the name of no, monogamy is one of them want in which they make fun of black friday uh-huh that was hilarious can't remember oh. the fourth house can't remember the fourth house damn it it was worth it though yeah it was worth it, it was worth it the both of you yeah it was funny especially just because like pregnancy is a foreign concept in the brave new world yeah 
and the tour I bus mean, driver. My favorite part is when she like sees a pregnant savage, and she's like, "Look here, we have a whole family unit. What a rare sight! See how the abdomen protrudes. Now the baby will kick and fight its way out." And everyone looks horrified. All the like alphas and betas on the bus. <gasps> oh, fight its way out. <laughs> I mean, we've kind of discussed this before on the show, but uh, pregnancy's in a lot of ways a foreign concept even now in our current society. Even though like everybody knows about pregnancy and a lot of people have been pregnant, like that natural side or aspects of it are foreign and scary and they're kept like in the dark and you know it's almost taboo mm-hmm. and i also think there at least when i went through school there's a lot of programming trying to tell women that if you have a child then you're automatically like a loser and i really liked and that probably the, the earlier that you have it too the worse oh, the worse it is yeah like you just throw your life away to have a baby. Like, what? <laughs> you were a baby once. You have a mom. I know you do. That's how you got here, asshole. But I love that in this Brave New World adaptation, too, the link between the savage and his mother and her, you know, having to come out and say, yes, I'm a mother. And the lady, uh, the beta, Lenina, when she's talking to her, she's like, you're a mother? Like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. And the woman was like, I know what you mean. And it's like, yeah, damn right, I'm a mom. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, I, I think that exists. That's like a concept that's definitely alive and, you know, yeah, kicking in our current modern day reality. Well, there are people who like will get indignant the more children you have. Oh. Like you're somehow polluting the earth or something. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, you met my children? I'm trying to fucking fix this place, asshole. Yeah, exactly. And who do you think's going to well, do it? Our children. The good so you news have to make is the people who push that propaganda pro- probably believe it and probably won't be contributing to the gene pool. We need babies. We need to keep making babies. We still have to make children. Yes, listen to the pod father. That's right. We're, we're on board with uh, Adam Curry Make More Babies uh, movement. That's right. We support. Make more babies. Make more babies. Leave it in. Unsafe sex. <laughs> have dangerous sex. Dangerous sex. <laughs> Sex ain't dangerous. Is it really sex at all? Mm. I mean, it kind of is, but... Well, if you define sex as, like, penetration, but if you define sex as the whole shebang, well, coming inside, then... There's a certain no. scientific definition of sex being the reproduction part of it, sex being the sperm hitting the egg, you know, well, or then. the pollen hitting the uh, stamen or whatever happens, you know, like, that's the, the sex is the part where it, like... The two become one, and then something new is created, set all in motion. So there's that definition of sex as well. Do you remember that article that said uh, scientists had observed a flash of light when the sperm hit the egg? I did read that. And they couldn't explain it. They can't explain it. Yeah. I need to. We need to find that and revisit it. That so was dig more in Philosopher's Stone. Ooh, yeah. An upcoming episode. I like that. Hey, thanks for toughing this one out, man. Spencer's sinuses have been fucked. Yes. All day. That neti pot's really helping, though. Yeah, and con- uh, a lot of tea and staying hydrated. Somebody soup. suggested that when they had, like, a long set case of sinusitis, that uh, they neti potted, like, multiple times a day for weeks and were able to finally, like, get it out. And I mean, out of everything I've done, a Vicks nasal spray usually works really well in, like, 
making swelling go down and pressure go down. But everything I've done, that neti pot has been nice because that rinse gives you pressure relief, not just right there in the nose where it builds up and like behind your lip and your face and your cheeks, the high cheeks where it builds up, but also in your fucking ears and behind your eyes where the sinuses also go. And even like the forehead stuff, your sinuses kind of come up in your forehead between your eyebrows. All of that has pressure relief too. And I feel like I just got to keep washing it, keep washing it, keep washing it. Oh, I'm glad we have a neti pot. Me too. Oh, they're a little uncomfortable though. It takes, <laughs> it takes like a uh, definite, like forceful relaxation to just let that shit flow through. Cause it's like, if you like swallow, it's weird. If you like yeah. move air in or out of your sinus or nose system in at all. It's just like a bubbly fucking mess. It's a little like gunk. It's like <laughs> it's just nasty. And then you're like your tear ducts are kind of running too, and you're, it's just you're a fucking mess. But it kind of loosens stuff up, so you can just go <laughs> and do like a cartoon nose blow at the end, and just clear a lot of that mucus out. Ooh, oh me, oh my. Yeah, I'm gonna make it through. I'm gonna make it through this fall allergy season. Yep. You always do. But let's hope that they get easier and easier and less painful. I agree. If we can find some preventive measures or, you know, you just know, whoop, time to start the neti pot and whatever. Other big recent news. Uh, Definitely going now to the uh, centric training for full full stack web development. So I'll finalize that tomorrow when I go and tour the place. But that will be my next endeavor, learning um, actual web dev. And uh, sort of becoming a dude named Ben. Now, I think dude named Ben, technically, because there was two branches, right? When they, like, vet you and um, have you take the test and everything. There's, like, two little... Two little branches you can go down the IT world, and one is, like, a um, a help desk type guy. Like, uh, you're focused on security, and you're focused on fixing shit when it breaks, and you're focused on, like, setting people up, or, like getting people help when they have a problem you know like when they call the it guy to help them fix the shit that's you on that one branch and then the other is about development and that's like coding programming detail oriented creativity um and i thought like you know there are also frustration points in both branches and i when i when i took the assessment the guy was like well i usually try to push people toward the tech help aspect of it you know uh the sysadmin kind of side of it and he said, you'd kind of be good for either. But he said, the frustrations on the coding side can be, hey, you've spent weeks on this code, you're typing it all up, and then like the shit breaks, and it can be like one comma buried in all of this code. Or it can be like one thing that's just placed in the wrong space or the wrong order, and it's not executing. And uh, that can be frustrating. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. But it's like uh, putting together a puzzle for me. That kind of frustration actually feeds me and drives me. Whereas on the other side, on the IT help side, your frustration comes from the guys coming at you that just don't know anything about anything and you're helping them like plug their mouse in or what, what are you or helping Or turning them? it off and on again. Exactly. Like, have you tried turning it off and on again? Turn it off and on again. again. And that kind of stuff I get short with because nine times out of ten... Now, I'll say, like, if I go through training and like actual troubleshoot knowledge, then like it'll be slightly different, but... Even still, if you're a dude named Ben, you know that, like, jiggling the handle is sort of a joke, but, like, a lot of the times you just have to fuck with shit. You have to unplug it and plug it back in. You have to turn it on and off. Go into your settings. 
Uh, it even happens to Adam sometimes. It's like, oh yeah, your settings changed back to the old way, and you just have to reset. You have to repoint drivers at certain audio drivers. You have to say, no, send it to the speaker four, not USB two. All this different shit, you know. Like at any f any little fluke could go wrong, and you just have to like know how to try shit. It's like, well, you have you tried like eight or nine things that I can think of off the top of my head, you know? Most of the time when you solve a technical problem, you don't know why it happened in the first place, you know? It's not like you have like, oh, this went wrong. It's just like, oh, for some reason this setting was switched and so I switched it back. You know what solved the problem, but you don't know necessarily why the fucking problem happened. And for me, that shit makes me crazy. I'm reminded kind of of the dryer vent job, which I like working with my hands and doing things like that. But when it's certain different troubleshooting, like sometimes it's hard to have the answer necessarily. That's when it gets frustrating when things are out of your control. Or is it feeling coding? It's just like you just got to keep looking at it. Yeah. It's like that dumbass 3D puzzle I did last night. Like, that can be very frustrating. And it's like, oh, this thing is in the wrong place. Or And I even had one piece of ocean just in the wrong place. Pre so tell them what go. the puzzle was. The puzzle is a globe of the Earth. It's a 3D puzzle. And the Earth's about, I don't know, maybe six inches in diameter. Maybe seven, somewhere in there. And uh, yeah, man, it was tough because the, the world's mostly ocean. Yeah, so those ocean pieces are just all blue. It's tough. Um, but you got it. I got all it. All put together. I got it. And I stayed up way too fucking late doing it because it's like my autism <laughs> kicks in. Once I start a puzzle, it's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm coming to bed. And you're still like putting the pieces and seeing where they go. And just, it's wild, man. It's like, it's hard for me to step away from a puzzle. Once I start one, I just want to keep going. I really thought it was way later, though, when I came up to bed. It was, like, almost one. Really? Like pushing one. If it was one, it was just barely after. I one. thought it was around one when I went up. Maybe. So I thought you'd be coming But I thought it two. was, like, three-ish. Nah, maybe it was, like, one third. That's right. I don't think it was too long after I said whatever. Because what happened to me was I was sitting at the table. I was sitting on the floor working on this low table with you, like the coffee table. Sitting on the other side because you were on one side on the couch. And I just... My ass hurt, my knees hurt I couldn't get comfortable sitting there So I put my head down <laughs> on the table And fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> And then you said something to me And you're getting cranky because you were tired And working on this puzzle And I was just like, well, I fell asleep I just need to be in bed <laughs> And just left Yep. But since we got back from the lake house My bedtime has kind of uh, reset itself yeah. To normal time I felt that And too. I've been waking up earlier, which is good It's like I'm back on a normal, healthier sleep schedule it's true i'm glad we finally got to see your uncle's lake house yeah that was beautiful it was a great trip even though the weather <clears throat> you know i the weather was pretty good for fall yeah and um, it was very windy it was very windy but we still got some fun boat rides and our youngest caught a bluegill yep you know, Rayla was really excited to go fishing with Pops, but then when you pulled that bass out of the water, she was like scared and she was done. <laughs> she just didn't want anything to do with fishing anymore. And um, Asino was like, well, I'll step in. And she took Ray Ray's fishing pole in her hands and Pop helped her reel in a bluegill. She got her first catch. Yep. 18 months old. Not too bad. Doing all right. Hell yeah. I didn't get my first catch until I was like 18 because no one ever took me fishing until I met you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I know, it's fucking sad. But I like now I like to harness the fishing power. We're like, I'll never forget. We went fishing with your dad and I was breastfeeding Asina and Ray Ray was just playing around. She was probably around 18 months old then. And I was just like, you know, I'm just going to set my pole down so I can breastfeed with both hands. And I bet I'll catch a fish. 
And like three minutes later, I got a fish on the line. Just got to harness that fishing magic. Mm-hmm. I also always think of your grandma Baker when we go out fishing. She was the fishing queen for sure. Well, you want to uh, tackle our first time I ever? Do you have more news stories to talk about? Well, this first? one I probably should have rolled down the lane, but... Did you hear about that guy who died from eating too much black licorice? Did not. Oh, man. What really caught my eye in the article is that I guess he was like a habitual red licorice eater. Hmm. And then he switched to black and he was eating one to two packs a day and three weeks later just dropped dead. How is that even possible? I don't know, but I do think it's also worth noting he's from Massachusetts. Like, who else eats black licorice? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate on black licorice. I think it's yucky. So what's that but about? But my great-grandma loves black licorice. Not as much as this guy did, though. How One to two whole packs. Like, like, two pounds. If a pack is a pound, he was eating two pounds of black licorice a day. Are you accusing me of being dumb? You, uh, yes. Yes, it's dumb to eat that much licorice. Yes, but he... What if he was eating that much red licorice and nothing happened? I don't know. They talked about, you know, this certain... What is it? Like anise? The black and chewy candy contains glycerzic acid, a plant extract that can lead to high blood pressure if consumed in large doses. Shit. Yeah, and so maybe red licorice doesn't have that. It's possible. But, you know, they also had to throw in there he uh, smoked a pack of cigs a day. But let's be real, it's the black licorice that killed him. Yeah, that was the only thing that changed, right? Yeah, he was in his 50s. Well, black licorice sucks anyway. I don't know why you eat a bunch of it. Exactly. It's got to be the worst of all possible candies. I'd rather eat a fucking circus peanut, which are a total waste (laughs) of candy. gross. Than eat any black licorice. Would you like to eat orange air? (laughs) Yeah, I'd rather eat a circus peanut dumb shit candy than the... And I hate circus peanuts. You really do, for many reasons. (laughs) But black licorice is even worse. Fuck that shit. Uh, So, you know, you see black licorice, you just mail it out east to Massachusetts because they'll fucking gobble it up. I guess so. That's where the kooks live, the black licorice-looking kooks. Black licorice matters. (laughs) Tell your friends and loved ones not to consume a pound of black licorice a day. Three quarters of a pound a day will be fine. That would be fine. Nebraskans are working on their new medical language for 2022 you know that's all you can do is keep fighting keep moving forward so what's their strategy are they not going to include any uh are they going to put two ballot measures on are they going to try and put it into two different ballot well that's kind of how south well south dakota is working with two ballot measures but they're different groups sure they're like you know sort of slightly different competing like tomato model versus medical yes only a little different well yeah they're probably both medical they're both medical it would better be it would be better to compare. Uh, oh, what's that dickhead from Springfield's name? Oh, the, the doctor. attorney. John Johnson or something stupid <laughs> like that. Shit. Now I can't think of it. He has the same name and a first and last name, doesn't he? I think so. Oh, that's going to take me off. That God I can't damn it. Think of it. Anyway, it's like the ballot initiative he funded versus like the other medical ballot version. That'd be a closer comparison, yeah. Steve Stevenson. Something I'm trying like to that. look it up real quick. Uh, I'll think of it. Bill Williamson. <laughs> yeah, that's going to kill you. Now you're typing away. I was. Because, you know, and unfortunately, if you're going for terms like Missouri with weed and attorney, he's not the one that comes up. <laughs> Did you add Springfield into that? Jeff Jefferson. Brad Bradshaw. Brad Bradshaw. <laughs> there it is. It was worth the wait. <laughs> you are listening to Bowl of 
comfortable. Just in case you forgot. Brad fucking Bradshaw. Brad Bradshaw. I knew the guy had two same. Brad Bradshaw. Brad Bradshaw. Brad Bradshaw. Yeah. So South Dakota's got two competing, but they don't have a dumbass state so, well, law that says that the. No, no. It's not saying that they. Like, Nebraska Supreme Court ruled that the initiative couldn't be on the ballot because it had two separate issues in it, and they defined that, and you have to have one issue to be. One issue per ballot ballot measure. Yes. And they said that the two issues were weed usage and weed production. Right. So they're going to have to have a ballot measure that allows for medical use, and they're going to have to have a separate measure that allows for the sale of it. Is that that what I'm... Like the production and sale of it? The growth of it, yeah. The production. Or or is one going to have to be about production, and one's going to have to be about selling, and one's going to have to be about... Transporting it and one's yeah, gonna they'll be have a, to have about rolling it into joints, and one's gonna be about putting a price sticker on it. <laughs> but you know what? If they know, I mean, Jesus if they Christ. know that that's what you have to do, they then can that's play what that game forever. Do. You know, I mean, the Supreme yes. Court could play, play just based on what they did, the dishonest way that they shut down this one. They could play that stupid game forever by saying like, "Oh, you're gonna walk and chew gum. You can, you can, you have to separate that into two two issues: one where you're walking and one where you're chewing the gum." Like, Nebraskans for medical marijuana have decided to take the route of the successful effort of casino gambling supporters and file a simple one-sentence constitutional right that would then be followed with trailing statutory initiatives to set up a medical cannabis system in Nebraska. Gotcha. So this this bullshit has happened before, I assume, huh? Of course. And that's how they got gambling, was they, like, made it a constitutional right to gamble? I guess so. <laughs> that's funny. I'd have to definitely look that one up, but... Well, good for Nebraska. At least they're moving forward with it. I mean, we knew they would be one of the last across the line. It's just tough, you know? It just sucks when you're looking over the border of a state and seeing people like walking, being able to buy weed in a store. Yeah. And come home and whatever. And especially because, you know, these activists in the medical fight, like some of their children depend on weed to get through the day without having a fucking seizure. Right. You know? And it sucks too because they are the most visible ones and like it's hardest for them to hide or stop. You know, uh, certain yeah. recreational users, especially if they're like in trouble, can stop. You know, yeah, hide and get out of trouble. If it's stopping it out. your fucking seizures, and then you get into legal trouble, and then they take it away. They from take you. it away from you, and then your condition goes all the crap. You know, you all that progress you were making goes away. It's just like the guy that we met, whose doctor made him stop doing the cannabis oil on his arm tumors. You know, what do you think happened? The fucking tumors started growing back again. Yep, getting bigger and bigger. You know, if, if if something works for people, just leave them alone. Fuck, it. if it works for you, it works for you. And even if it doesn't, you know, but some people are like, oh, they're using this old home remedy, it doesn't even actually work. Well, if they think it works, it fucking works, you know? like. Well, it's like... That's, that's what medical privacy is all about. Like, if I say this works for me, then that's the ultimate final authority. It works for me. I'm the only one who can say that definitively. No one else can say that. It's like how a lot of plant-based medicines that you can find at, you know, Whole Foods or whatever, uh, they say on the back, not proven to have medical value or whatever. Sure. And it's like, you just listed out the properties of the plant and how they've been used for millennia, and now you're going to tell me that it has no value? Then why do we know that this plant can help people with certain ailments? Like, it's ludicrous. It is pretty stupidy. Stupidy dude. You know what's not stupidy? What? Going behind the curtain. Oh, all right, yeah. I guess it's about that time. 
Oh, it's always so comfy back here. Yes. Mm. So, first time you ever saw porn, huh? What was that you like? You want to hear about my first time? Just you and me. We don't have any voicemails. We don't have any input about it. <laughs> Everyone Dang. is very, very private about it, I suppose. Well, you know, if you're listening to this episode days, years, months later, whatever, <laughs> it could take months for you to hear the first time I ever saw porn, and you have a great porn story, then you got to call us. 816 3663 don't be we shy. Honor, you can. You we can. honor retroactive first time I overs. That's right. So if you want to chime in on the previous ones, you, especially if one hits you, you know, if you know you have a good story about it, we love good stories. Okay, so. Oh, she's bashful. Oh, come on, kitten. I won't tell anyone. Don't be shy. I won't be. The first time I saw porn. Well, when thinking about this prompt, I had to parcel out that, or you know, just decide, seeing a naked body is not porn in my mind. Well, yeah. So, like, when I had to lift the flap of the, like, sticky note they put over David's ding-dong, <laughs> the statue David yeah. in my school, that felt, like, scandalous, <laughs> and it made me feel like I was in a seeing porn situation. Sure. But but as an adult, looking back, no, the naked think, form. Now, do you think had they not put the sticky note there, but had they just, like, not made any deal of it, would you have felt the same way? No, it wouldn't have felt taboo or anything. It would have just been the statue of David the way it was meant to be. It's just David. Right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's Just those funny. little things that adults can do that will completely change the perspective of a child and like add guilt to things because that's what they're doing is putting shame over something. It's kind of like uh, when I hear a clip of like no agenda and like uh, it's censored or like it's bleeped out or if I hear like a TV show that has bleeps in it, like the bleeps almost feel trashier and more offensive and more jarring than like the uncensored version where like in context you just hear someone say shit, you know? Yeah. Say the word shit like as a... As a one-off, if you're just talking about some shit, you know? Yes, but it's good to use that bleeping to your advantage. Right, it it definitely like, draws the attention, and you're like, oh, oh. I mean, if, if people are, like, getting animated, and then just turns into, like, a series of bleeps, and you can't even really actually tell, like, what they're spewing out, you're oh. like, it just seems, like, super extreme, you know? Yeah. <laughs> extreme! Your mind just fills in the worst, in the, into the blanks. Yeah. The imagination is always much darker than usually what lies before us. <laughs> but anyway, so I used to stay with my great-grandparents, and then I would go, once I was like eight, maybe, I would go to my grandparents' house on the weekends. And I remember one day I got there, and it was kind of late, and I like surprised them by being like, well, I'm going to go on the computer and like do something real quick for school. I'm going to look something up and just like bang out my homework on a Friday night. And because I didn't have internet at my great grandparents' house, had to preface that. So, anyway, I went in there and I put my backpack down on this couch that was in the computer room. And I saw that the pillows were kind of disheveled. And I was like, the heck is this about? So, I like moved the pillows because in my grandparents' house, everything has a place and everything is always in its place. So, when something is even just a little bit off, you're like, something's fucking wrong. So, I go to move this pillow and these magazines just fall out, like (laughs) three of them. And I was like, what the hell? And then I pick them up. I'm like, are there magazines under the... Whoa. Oh, that's why they're under the pillow. <laughs> and then I was just like sweating, like nervously, like just trying to <laughs> shove them back in there. But um, the images were all just women 
just solo masturbation pictures for my grandpa, of course. It came in the mail for my grandpa. He used to mail order porn. Huh. Just wild. Back in the day. You know, he used to mail order for VHSs, too. Yeah, because, you know, he was too good to go into the sex shop or whatever. Like, we right. had we had one sex shop in my town, and we've driven by it because mm-hmm. I always want to point out how hidden it is, and they keep it, even though it's right on Route 44, like, a very busy road that everyone uses, like, a main street. And, uh, God, man, the shame that my grandparents would tell you anytime we'd drive by, well, look at that place. Oh, there's cars in the parking lot. I can't believe anyone would go in there. It's just like, do you have sex? No? Okay, well, now your bitterness makes so much more sense. <laughs> but anyway, so that was my first encounter with porn. And it was just like the only, like, oh, my goodness, was just like, I know I wasn't supposed to see this. And, like, yeah. I don't... Like, now I have to make it look like I didn't find it also. So trying to make the pillow look disheveled again, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, you see, I don't want anyone to know I know a secret. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, what about you? What was the first time you saw porn? Oh, shit. Well, the first time I saw porn had to be in like, mm, I was probably like nine or ten, somewhere in there. Um, I used to play this game on the internet called Out War. <laughs> And it was like, you were like a gangster and you just like clicked to attack other people and you had like weapons that leveled up and everything. But it was like, it was very basic, uh, very basic ass ways that it worked. You know, um, it was like you'd click and a page would load and like some RNG thing about it. But like you had certain attack and defense levels and then you could like attack other people and raid their stuff. And you could attack through the story mode too and collect different items and upgrade different shit was it just mostly a, just numbers like a numbers game you're playing pretty it's much like your stats and then yeah you do an action and the numbers change based on your yeah action. and okay, you can yeah, do yeah. a certain amount of actions and then your thing refreshes and yeah yeah i played some games like it that it's called sure. out war and it was really clumsy well then they had like a clone that worked sort of the same way but the style was different it was called porn star guru and so you were uh <laughs> You were, that's exactly what you were, was a porn star (laughs) guru, and so you attacked other porn makers, and you could, like, unlock porn clips and stuff. So I can't even remember, I think it was an ad on Outwar when I saw that one, I was like, what the fuck, this one, this one seems way crazier. And, uh, started playing that, and that was the first porn I ever saw. The first one I unlocked was, like, this girl make, uh, eating out another girl. Oh, wow. So you unlocked real porn by playing the game. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could, like, (laughs) collect porn videos and images. Wow. Mm-hmm. And how did that make you feel? Pretty horny. <laughs> but you like Maybe. knew what porn was before you saw it, right? Um, I guess kind of, but I had never really had access to it and I didn't know how to like really seek it out or search it, you know. It was like Google images of boobs, you know. Yeah, exactly. But I didn't really understand like what search terms to use or anything like that cuz I didn't know anything, you know, like I had never even known that that was a, in play, that, like, a chick would eat another chick's pussy, you know? Like, I didn't even, that didn't even occur to me until I saw that clip, and I was just like, whoa. But, like, did you click on the porn guru game because of the word porn? Or uh, did you just have yeah. no idea and you just clicked on it? Yeah, I knew what porn was in that okay. sense. Yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. It was just, like, the term. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Because I'm trying to think. I'm not sure that I, like, had heard of pornography when I found these in magazines. I just was like, oh, wow. <laughs> but I think it was also kind of, it's like. It's definitely a huge rush when you see it for the first time. You're like, yeah. holy fuck. <laughs> it's, like, definitely life-changing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I no. also I feel too like I fucking did find it too young personally. Yeah, but think about kids now. 
if your kid has a computer, they're yeah, probably going to see You got to keep kids off the internet. Yeah. Kids and the internet Absolutely. do not mix, in Agreed. my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Maybe like 15, 16. I don't know. I don't really know. But before that, fuck no. And most places, like, you have to be 13, according to most terms of services, to make an account somewhere. I don't know if that's like a privacy act or why that rule seems to be in play in a lot of places. But I think even 13 is a little young. Yeah, well, and it doesn't even matter because you but just punch in a year. But I'm not upset about that. But like 9 or 10, that's too fucking young. Yeah. You I was just, like probably 9 or 10 when I saw porn first. It's just too early, man. You just punch in a number on those websites, no matter how young you are, and get in. You know? Like, mm-hmm. they don't have any real security. Yeah. Are you 18? Yes or no? Mm, yep. <laughs> That is kind of weird. It is kind of weird how little that's regulated. But, you know, I'm not a huge fan of regulation either. No. Because that's the parent, you know, that's the job of parents. Agreed. In a perfect world, your parents are the regulators when you're determining what's good and bad for your kid. It's just unfortunate that there's not parents in all cases. So what do you do? You know, what does the state do? Just keep kids off the fucking internet. I think that's a great start. Yeah. And ideally out of the hands of the state too would be a good one too. (laughs) That's what I am like so thankful every day that my family adopted me. Yeah. Regardless of the situation. Being a ward of the state would have never been great. Yeah, I wouldn't be here. Not in this form, at least. That's definitely true. Well, I think it's about that time, plus we have a lot of debate to put in. Yes. At the end of this episode. So it's going to be a long one. It's going to look long, because it will be long. And uh, we'll have the debate for you coming up in all its glory and all of our lovely participatory talk. But until uh, next Tuesday. Yeah, thanks for hanging out. May your bowls burn ever brighter. Where did it come from? So what's that all about? We are creating a pathway to buy drugs from Canada. Thank you, Tom and Barbara, very much. Um, Most valuable player... Uh, award for this evening goes oh, to Toby there's the Trumpies. Cosgrove. We couldn't have done it without you. Thank you. One housekeeping bit for the audience. Uh, as soon as this debate is over, if you will please remain seated, you will be shown which way to exit. Uh, and please stay where you are until that happens. Who the fuck is that? It looks like, like Macron's wife. I would like to introduce oh, Chris Wallace, the moderator of this evening's debate. Chris Wallace, here he comes. I'm Chris Wallace. I'm Chris Walrus. Walrus. <laughs> oh, somebody turned Chris's mic on. Or don't. We're already fucking it up. Or, or Come on. <laughs> oh, you idiots. Wow. C SPAN, you stupid monkey. Someone had one junkies. Job. I wonder if it's working on the Fox. You or... think I got a tall enough? White Russian to last this debate, bingo. <laughs> if not, just make another one. <laughs> I was hoping I wouldn't have to get <laughs> up and do that. So. <sighs> my Looks pretty tall. I don't know why Chris Wallace is muted. This is such bullshit. Yeah, this is crazy. C-SPAN, you bunch of dipshits. Well, let's try uh, Fox's feed. Okay. Maybe they sabotage C-SPAN on purpose. Let's see. So incredibly lame.
Yeah, with one minute to kick off, too. It's crazy that no one's catching it and doing something about no, it. No, it looks like Fox is muted, too, dude. Oh, my gosh. His mic is not working. What a big fucking fail. You gotta be shitting me. Oh, I missed four minutes, 20 seconds to the start. <laughs> so currently, I'm not finding a feed where Chris Wallace is actually coming through on his microphone. The f official Fox News channel. See? And there's applause. Wow. They got the applause mic. Oh my god, I swear to god, if they start, everyone starts talking and... And there's no mics coming through? I'm gonna be fucking pissed. What if that's the plan? They don't do the debates because they're <laughs> They lip sync the debates. There's Melania, she's coming in and sitting down. I might pull up the both feeds simultaneously. Yeah. If it's live, it's live, right? Yep. That's cool. You oh, can see. Not even the applause is coming through on the. Oh yes. It is. Here comes Melania. So it's the same feed. It looks like. The Fox one's just kind of a little bit ahead of it. Ahead of the C-SPAN. But dude, all they've got right so far is clapping. <clears throat> well, the first guys who talked, we could hear. Well, yeah, 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 that's true. The the foreplay guys we heard. <laughs> and then Chris Wallace stood up and did like five minutes. I, yeah, we heard none of that. With no mic on. Like a retard. Like, this is the top. This is the top tier of the nation's broadcast rigs. And he couldn't even turn his mic on. What? 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 And now we're just going to watch Chris Wallace, the back of his head. A massive prompter opened up in front of him there. It's kind of funny. I'm going to be very irritated if there's no sound. Just saying. Oh, no joke. I think everyone would be... <laughs> Anyone who's tuned in. That's pretty bad, man. It's 8.02 Central Time. So maybe they're trying to figure this shit out. Hopefully. According to the timer, they were starting like four minutes late. <clears> it <throat> seemed, but... Did they take the timer down? Yeah, the timer's yeah. down now. Timer's down now. No, you can hear people talking in the audience. Yeah, so like barely. The, one of the mics is on. <laughs> yeah, just the crowd mic or whatever the ambience mic is. I like their social distance seating thing out there. Stupid. 
No audio for a moment. Comment on... Uh, The Donnie. So you can't really get up to date names anywhere else. Whoops. Whoopsie Daisy. Chris Wallace looks ready. Yeah, I hope his mics are ready. He looks ready <laughs> like Betty. Now he said something else that I can't hear. Oh. oh. He's working on the Fox stream, so let's see if it comes through on C-SPAN here. He's about to start talking. Come on, baby. You can do it, Chris. He's going to start. I swear he's going to start here. Here he comes. Here he comes. You can see he's ready. Oh, we gave him the finger. Good evening from yes. the Health Education Campus yes. of Case Western Reserve University and the Cleveland Clinic. I'm Chris Wallace of Fox News, and I welcome you to the first of the 2020 presidential debates. Thank you, Chris Wallace of Fox News. And former Vice President Joe Biden. This debate is sponsored by the Commission on Presidential Debates. The commission has designed <clears throat> the format, six roughly 15-minute segments, with two-minute answers from each candidate to the first question, then open discussion for the rest of each segment. Both campaigns have agreed to these rules. For the record, I decided the topics and the questions in each topic. I can assure you, none of the questions has been shared with the commission or the two candidates. This debate is being conducted under health and safety protocols designed by the Cleveland Clinic which is serving as the health security advisor to the commission for all four debates. As a precaution, both campaigns have agreed the candidates will not shake hands at the beginning of tonight's debate. Oh, snap. The audience here in the hall has promised to remain silent. No cheers, no boos, or Good other luck. interruptions, so we, and more importantly, you, can focus on what the candidates have to say. Good luck. No noise except right now as we welcome the Republican nominee, President Trump, and the Democratic nominee, <laughs> Vice President Biden. Look at him, hoorah. Joe Biden did a raw. He said, what up, dude? Gentlemen, a lot of people have been waiting for this night, so let's get going. Our first subject is the Supreme Court. President Trump, you nominated Amy Coney Barrett over the weekend to succeed the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We got our bingo cards ready. Court. You say the Constitution is clear about your obligation and the Senate's to consider a nominee to the court. Vice President Biden, you say that this is an effort by the President and Republicans to jam through an appointment and what you call an abuse of power. My first question to both of you tonight, why are you right in the argument you make and your opponent wrong, and where do you think a Justice Barrett would take the court? President Trump, in this first segment, you go first, two minutes. Thank you very much, Chris. I will tell you very simply, we won the election. Elections have consequences. We have the Senate, we have the White House, and 
We have a phenomenal nominee, respected by all, top, top academic, uh, good in every way, good in every way. In fact, uh, some of her biggest endorsers are very liberal people from Notre Dame and other places. So I think she's going to be fantastic. We have plenty of time. Uh, even if we did it after the election itself, I have a lot of time after the election, as you know. So I think that uh, she will be outstanding. She's going to be uh, as good as anybody that has served on that court. We really feel that. Uh, we have a professor at Notre Dame, highly respected by all, said she's the single greatest student he's ever had. He's been a professor for a long time at a great school. And uh, we just, uh, we won the election, and therefore we have the right to choose her. And very few people knowingly would say otherwise. And by the way, the Democrats, they wouldn't even think about not doing it. If they had, the only difference is they'd try and do it faster. There's no way they would give it up. They had Merritt Garland, but the problem is they didn't have the election, so they were stopped. And probably that would happen in reverse also. Definitely would happen in reverse. So we won the election, and we have the right to do it, Chris. President Trump, thank you. Um, same question to you, Vice President Biden. You have two minutes. Well, first of all, um, thank you for doing this and looking thank forward you. to this, Mr. President. Thank you, Joe. I, uh, the American people have a right to have a say in who the Supreme Court nominee is. And that say occurs when they vote for a United States senators and when they vote for the President of the United States. They're not going to get that chance now because we're in the middle of an election already. The election has already started. Tens of thousands of people have already voted. And so the thing that should happen is we should wait. We should wait and see what the outcome of this election is, because that's the only way the American people get to express their view is by who they elect as president and who they elect as vice president. <clears throat> now, what's at stake here is the president's made it clear he wants to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. He's definitely got he's more energy than he's had he ran on that, and he hasn't yeah. even any on. campaign stop. He's in the Supreme Court right now trying to get rid of uh, the, uh, the Affordable Care Act, which uh, will strip 20 million people from having insurance, health insurance now, if it, if they, if it goes in the court. And, and uh, the justice, and I have nothing, I'm not opposed to the justices, but she seems like a very fine person. But she's oh, written fine people. people. The bench, That's close. That she thinks that the Affordable Care Act is not constitutional. The other thing that's on the court, and I almost it, want to it, count it struck it. down, what happens? Yeah. Women's rights that's are careful. fundamentally changed. Once again, a woman could be held, pay more money because she has a pre existing condition of pregnancy. We were able to, they were able to charge a woman more for the same exact procedure a man did, gets. And that ended <laughs> when we, in fact, passed the Affordable Care Act. And there's 100 million people who have pre existing conditions. And they'll be taken away as well. Those pre-existing conditions, the insurance companies are going to love this. And so it's just not appropriate All right, we got to our do first this mark. before this election. If he wins the election and the Senate is Democrat or Republican, then it, he goes forward. If not, we should wait until February. All right. There aren't 100 million people with pre-existing conditions. As far as the say is concerned, the people already All had right. their say. They, okay, Justice Ginsburg said very powerfully, very strongly, at some point, 10 years ago or so, she said a president and the Senate is elected for a period of time. But a president's elected for four years. We're not elected for three years. I'm not elected for three years. So we have the Senate. We have a president. He's elected to the next During election. that He's period right. of time, during that period of time, we have an opening. I'm not elected for three years. I'm elected for four years. 
the and the hundred million people, Joe, the hundred million people is totally wrong. I don't know where you got that number. The bigger problem that you have is that you're going to extinguish 180 Jeez, man, million smile. people with their private health care, that they're very That's happy That's simply with. not true. Well, you're that certainly going that. to socialist. You're going to socialist We're now into, gentlemen, oh, we're now into open discussion. open discussion. Open discussion. Yes, I agree. Go ahead, Vice President. Number Biden. one, uh, he, he knows that uh, what I proposed. What I proposed is that uh, we expand Obamacare and we increase it. We do not wipe any. And one of the big debates we had with 23 of my colleagues trying to win the nomination that I won were saying that Biden wanted to allow people to have private insurance still. They can. They do. They will under my proposal. It's not what you've said, but and it's not what your party is, has said. That is simply Your party a lie. doesn't say it. Your party wants simple. to go socialist medicine. My party is and me. Socialist right now, I am and the they're Democratic gonna dominate. Party. He is you know, the party you know bullshit. The <laughs> party right the platform of the Democratic Party. Joe Biden thinks he's the Democrat I Party right now. <laughs> That's fucking delicious. What I approved of. Now, here's the deal. The deal is yep, that here's the deal. it's going to wipe out pre-existing. <laughs> and by the way, the 20, the 200, the 200,000 people that have died on his watch, how many of those have survived? Well, there's 7 million people that contracted COVID. What does it mean for them going forward if you strike down the Affordable Care Act? And Joe, you've had 308,000 military people <laughs> dying because you couldn't provide them proper health care in the military. So don't tell me I'm about this. I'm happy to talk about this. And if you were here, you, Look, it wouldn't be deal. 200. It would be 2 million people. Here's the deal again. Because you were very late on the draw. You late didn't want me draw. to ban China, which was heavily infected. You didn't want me to ban All right, we're, gentlemen, Europe, we're, we're, which no, was heavily infected. You would Mr. have been President, much later, Joe. Mr. President, much later. Mr. President. You're talking about 2 million people. You're not Mr. President, as a moderator, <laughs> we are going to talk about COVID in the next segment, but, but go ahead. Chris, you think you could flex nuts against the Trump? The president also is opposed it's to... It's not going to happen. Wade. That's on the ballot as well in the court, in the court. And so that's also at stake right now. And so the election is all You don't know it's begun. on the ballot. I, Why is it in the ballot? Because, because Why is you it on the ballot? It's not on the ballot. It's on the ballot in the I court. I don't think so. In the court. Well, There's nothing happening there. Donald, and you don't know her me. view on Roe v. Wade. You I don't, don't know, know her view. Well, all right. Let's, all right. Let's talk. I would, we got a lot to unpack here, gentlemen. We got a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Uh, on health care. And then we'll come back to Roe v. Wade. All right. Mr. President, the Supreme Court will hear a case a week after the election in which the Trump administration, along with 18 state attorneys general, are seeking to overturn That's right. Obamacare, to end Obamacare. You have spent the last... Because they want to give I, good health care. If I may ask my question, sir. Good health care. Over uh, the <laughs> last four years... He just keeps shit that Trump says. <laughs> ...to repeal and replace Obamacare, but you have never in these four years good come up care. with a plan, a comprehensive plan to I replace have. Obamacare. Of course I have. Well, I'll I give got you rid of the individual mandate. Excuse me. I got rid of the individual mandate, which was a that big is not chunk a of Obamacare. That is absolutely a big thing. That was the worst I, I part of Obamacare. Chris, You're that was the worst him, part me. of Obamacare. Let me ask my question. Well, I'll, I'll ask Joe. I, 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 the individual no, I, mandate was the most unpopular <laughs> aspect of Obamacare. I got rid of it. I'd like you and to, we will protect Mr. people. President, with I'm the moderator of this debate, and I would like to. Hey, Chris, no one cares. You are not in charge. Go ahead, you, in the course of these four years, have never come up with a comprehensive plan to replace Obamacare. And when I just talk, this you don't talk. Thursday, you signed a largely symbolic executive order to That's protect people with pre-existing conditions 
five days before this debate. So my question, sir, is what is the Trump health care plan? First of all, I guess I'm debating you, not him, but that's okay. I'm not surprised. Let me just... <laughs> There's nothing symbolic. I'm cutting drug prices. I'm going with favored nations, which no president has the courage to do because you're going against Big Pharma. Drug prices will be coming down 80 or 90 percent. You could have done it during your 47-year period in government, but you didn't do it. Nobody's done it. So we're cutting health care. All of the things that we've done, insulin. I give you an example, insulin. It's going to, it was destroying families, destroying people, the cost. I'm getting it for so cheap. It's like water, you want to know the truth. So cheap. Take a look at all of the drugs that what we're doing, prescription drug prices. We're going to allow our governors now to go to other countries to buy drugs okay. because when they fact, pay just a I, tiny fraction. As I say, this is open discussion. No, let me but this ask is you big, about, let me, this you'll is be happy, big stuff. Sir, you'll be happy. I'm about to pick up on one of your points to ask the vice president, which is he points out that you would like to add a public option to Obamacare. And yes. the argument that he makes and other Republicans make is that that is going to end private insurance. It is and not. Well, I'm sorry. ask you the question. It will not end. what your party says, by the way. It will end private insurance and create a government takeover of health care. It does not. It's only that. for those people who are so poor they qualify for Medicaid, they can get that free in most states, except governors who want to deny people who are poor Medicaid. Anyone who qualifies for Medicare would, excuse me, Medicaid would automatically be enrolled in the public option. The vast majority of the American people would still not be in that option, number one. Joe, you agreed with Bernie number, Sanders, I, who's I, far I, left, on the manifesto, we you, call it. Manifest that gives you socialized medicine. Look, hey, are I, you I'm not going to listen to him. The fact of the matter is, I beat Bernie Sanders. Not by I'm, much. I beat him a whole hell of a lot. I'm Not here. I'm here much. standing facing you, buddy. Pocahontas would have left well, two days early. You, you would have lost every prize. All he knows how to <laughs> do is <laughs> Tuesday. You got Look, very lucky. Here's the deal. I got very. Here's lucky. the deal again, man. Tonight. If that was yeah. more squares. And tonight I'm going to make sure because here's the deal. Here's the deal. The fact is that everything he's saying so far is simply a lie. The I'm not fact here to call is, as close lies. to the Everybody thing knows is. he's a liar. But you I just agree. want to make sure. Joe, you're the liar. I, 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 I want to make sure. You graduated last in your class, I, not first in your I, class. I, <laughs> I want to make Mr. sure. Mr. President, can you let him finish, sir? No, he doesn't know how to do that. He has, You'd you know, you, you picked <laughs> the wrong guy the wrong night at the wrong time. Listen, you agreed with Here's Bernie the Sanders to the manifesto. The whole idea. Let, let him there it. is no manifesto, number Please one. Please let him speak, Mr. President. Number two. You just lost the left. Number two. I, I, you just lost the left. <laughs> you agreed with Bernie Sanders on a plan how, folks, this, absolutely folks do you have any idea what this clown's doing? Mr. You have any do? Socialized medicine. Mr. President. I'll tell you what. He is not for any help for people needing health care because his Bernie? because he in fact already <laughs> has cost He's 10 muddying million the water people there. their health care that they had from their employers because of his recession. Number one. Number oh, two, oh, yeah, yeah. there are 20 million people getting health care through Obamacare now that he wants to take it away. He won't ever look you in the eye and say that's what he wants to do. Take it away. No, I want to give you better three. health care at a much lower price but, because and by Obamacare the way, he doesn't is know no how. Good. He doesn't know how I've to do that. Fixed it. He has never I've offered a plan. Fixed it to an extent. He has Obamacare, never done a single thing. As you might thing. know, but probably don't. So, gentlemen, you realize no if you're good, both Joe. speaking at the it's same no, time, and it's too expensive. Let, let, let the president's go ahead, sir. Obamacare is no good. When we I talk, you don't talk. I had a choice to make very early on. We took away the individual mandate. We guarantee pre-existing conditions, but took away the individual mandate. 
listen, this is the way it is. <laughs> and that destroyed — that they shouldn't even call it Obamacare. Then I had a choice to make. Do I let my people run it really well or badly? Yeah. If I run it badly, they'll probably he blame me, but they'll blame me. But more importantly, I want to help people. Oh, well, okay? Obamacare. I said, you got to run it so well. That's what and I just for. had a meeting with them. They said, the problem is, no matter how well you run Obamacare, it's a disaster. It's too expensive. Okay. Premiums are too it. high, that's and it doesn't work. So we we do want to get rid of it. Chris, we want to get rid of it. I understand it, sir, but I have to I have to give better. you roughly yeah. equal time. Good. Please let the vice president talk. Good. Bah. He has no plan for health care. Of course we do. Sends, Please. He sends out wishful please. thinking. He has executive orders that have no power. Please, William, please. Cost for anybody. He's been promising a health care plan since he got elected. He has none, like almost everything else he talks about. He does not have a plan. He doesn't have a plan. And the fact is, this man doesn't know what he's talking about. All right. <laughs> I, have one, I have one final question for you, sure. uh, Mr. Vice President. If Senate Republicans — we were talking originally about the Supreme Court here — if Senate Republicans go ahead and confirm Justice Barrett, uh, there has been talk about ending the filibuster or even packing the court, adding to the nine justices there. You call this a distraction by the president, but in fact it wasn't brought up by the president. It was brought up by some of your Democratic colleagues in, well, the, saying... in the Congress. So my question to you is, you have refused in the past to talk about it. Are you willing to tell the American people tonight whether or not you will support either ending the filibuster or packing the court? Whatever position I take on that, that'll become the issue. The issue is the American people should speak. You should go out and vote. You're in voting now. Vote and let your senators know how you strongly you feel. Let, vote now. Are you pack the Make court? sure you, in fact, let people know your senator. I'm not going to answer the question <laughs> Why because, you answer that because question? the you question is the question is the question is the question is who is on your list, Joe? <laughs> this is so unprecedented. Thank you, Counting Kate. We have ended this segment. We're going to move on to the second segment. That was really a productive segment, wasn't it? When I talk, you don't talk. Keep yapping, man. The people understand, Joe. <laughs> 47 do. years, you've done nothing. They understand. Oh. All right. The second subject <laughs> is COVID-19. It's an awfully serious wow, subject. This is, like, so pathetically one-sided. Let's try to be serious about it. We have had more than 7 yeah, million Joe, quit laughing. cases it's not of a joke. coronavirus not a joke. in the United States, and more than 200,000 people have died. Even after we produce a vaccine. Experts say that it could be months or even years before we come back to anything approaching normal. Experts can My get fucked. for both of you is, God, based on what shit. you have said and done so far and what you have said you would do starting in 2021, why should the American people trust you more than your opponent to deal with this public health crisis going forward? In this case, the question goes to you first, sir. Two minutes uninterrupted. Good luck. 200,000 dead. As you said, over 7 million infected in the United States. We, in fact, have 5%, 4% of the world's population, 20% of the deaths. 40,000 people a day are contracting COVID. In addition to that, about between 750 and 1,000 people a day are dying. When he was presented with that number, he said it is what it is. Well, it is what it is because you are who you are. That's why it is. The president has no plan. 
He hasn't laid out anything. He knew all the way back in February how serious this crisis was. He knew it was a deadly disease. What did he do? He's on tape as acknowledging he knew it. He said he didn't tell us or give people a warning of it because he didn't want to panic the American people. You don't panic. He panicked. In addition to that, what did he do? He went in and he we were insisting that the Chinese, the, the people we had on the ground in China should be able to go to Wuhan and determine for themselves how dangerous this was. He did not even ask Xi to do that. He told us what a great job Xi was doing. He said we owe him a debt of gratitude for being so transparent with us. And what did he do then? He then did nothing. He, he waited and waited and waited. He still doesn't have a plan. Well, I laid out sir, back in March exactly so, so what we wrong. should be doing. And I laid out again in July what we should be doing. We should be providing all the protective gear possible. We should be providing the money the House has passed in order to be able to go out and get people the help they need to keep their businesses open, open schools that cost a lot of money. You should get out of your bunker and get out of the sand trap and get in, in your golf course and go in the Oval Office and bring together the Democrats and Republicans and fund what needs to be done now to save lives. So if wait, we wait, would have listened wait, wait, to you. You have two minutes, sir. If we would have listened to you, the country would have been left wide open. Millions of people would have died, not 200,000. And one person is too much. It's China's fault. It should have never China. happened. They stopped it there from it going is. in, but it was China's fault. And by the way, when you talk about numbers, you don't know how many people died in China. You don't know how many people died in Russia. You don't know how many people died in India. They don't exactly give you a straight count, just so you understand. In Russia. But if you look at what we've done, I nice. closed it, and you said he's xenophobic. He's a racist, and he's xenophobic, because you it's didn't think I should have closed our country. Wait a minute. It says two minutes. You didn't think we should have closed our country because you thought it was too, it was terrible. You wouldn't have closed it for another two months. By my doing it early, in fact, Dr. Fauci said, President Trump, saved thousands of lives. Many of you, a Democrat governor, said President Trump did a phenomenal job. We worked with the governor. Oh, really? Go take a look. The governors said I did a phenomenal job. Most of them said that. In fact, people that would not be necessarily on my side said that. President Trump did a phenomenal job. We did. We got the gowns. We got the masks. We made the ventilators. You wouldn't have made ventilators. And now we're weeks away from a vaccine. We're doing therapeutics already. Fewer people are dying when they get sick. Far fewer people are dying. We've done a great job. The only thing I haven't done a good job, and that's because of the fake news. No matter what you say to them, they give news. you bad press right. on it. It's just fake news. They give you good press. They give me bad press because that's the way it is, unfortunately. But let me just tell you something. I don't care. I've gotten used to it. But I'll tell you, Joe, you could <laughs> never have done the job that we did. You don't have it in your blood. You could have never done that job. I know how to do the job. I know how to get the job Well, you done. didn't do very well in swine flu. H1N1, you were a disaster. Your own chief 14, of staff said 000, you were a disaster. 14,000 people died, not 200,000. There was a no very, economic wait, wait, recession. Let, let, sir, you made a there was, wait, no, there was no recession. You made a point. Let him answer there, it. And there was no one. There's no. We didn't shut down the economy. This is his economy that's being he shut down. The reason it's shut down is because, look, you folks at home, how many of you got up this morning look. and had an empty look. chair at the kitchen table because someone died of COVID? How many of you not were me. in a situation where you lost yeah, your not me. mom or dad and you couldn't even speak to them? They had a nurse holding a phone up not so me. you could, in fact, say goodbye. You would have lost far how more many people. people. Far that more is, people. 
And, you would have been and by the way, late. your own you his, his own you, his own CDC director says we could lose as many as another 200,000 people between now and the end of the year. And he held up. He said, if we just wear a mask, we can save wear a mask. those numbers. Wear a just, mask. Just a mask. And by the way, in terms of the the whole notion of a vaccine. We're for a vaccine, but we, I don't trust him at all. We're Nobody cruising now. I know you yeah. do. What we trust is a scientist. You don't we trust, trust Dr. Johnson Fauci. Johnson, Pfizer. We, 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 and okay. By the way, gentlemen, and gentlemen let, me, let me move on to questions about the future, because you both have touched on one of the two of the questions I'm going to ask. Uh, t focusing on the future first, President Trump, you have repeatedly either contradicted or been at odds with some of your government's own top scientists. The week before last, the head of the Centers for Disease Control, Dr. Redfield, said it would be summer before the vaccine would become generally available to the public. You said that he was confused and mistaken. Those were your two words. Yeah. But Dr. Slowey, the head of your operation, Warpspeed, has said exactly the same thing. Are they both wrong? Well, I've spoken to the companies, and we can have it a lot sooner. It's a very political thing, because people like this would rather make it political than save lives. God. It is a very political thing. I've spoken to Pfizer. I've spoken to all of the people that you have to speak to. We have great Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, and others. They can go faster than that by a lot. Become very political because the left, or I don't know if so, I call so him you're left. I don't know what I call. The head of your operation, Warp Speed, Dr. Smiley. I disagree with him. Yeah, no, I disagree with both of them. And he didn't say that. He said it could be there, but it could also be much sooner. I, I had him in my he, office two he days talk, ago. He talked about the summer, sir, before it's generally available. Just yes, like he Dr. said, Dr. it's a possibility that we'll have the answer before November 1st. It could I, also I'm be after that. It's generally available. It, not well, we're going to deliver it right away. We have the military all set up logistically. They're all set up. We have our military that delivers soldiers, and they can do 200,000 a day. They're going to be this delivering This is the same us. man it's who all told set you up. by Easter this would be gone away. By the warm weather, it'd be gone. Miraculous. Like a miracle. You know, Biden way, has an actual point there. Maybe you bleach in your arm, and that would take care of I will of say. This is the that same man. That was said sarcastically, you know that. I, I, that was said sarcastically. And so here's the deal. This man is talking about a vaccine. Every serious... Every serious company is talking about maybe having a vaccine done by the end of the year. But the distribution of that vaccine will not occur until sometime beginning or the middle of next year to get it out, if we get the vaccine. And pray God we will. Pray God we Mr. will. Mr. Vice President, pray I want to pick up, though, on the vaccine I, I, I want to pick up on this question, though. You say the public can trust the scientists, but they can't trust President Trump. In fact, you said that again tonight. Your running mate, Senator Harris, goes further saying the public health experts, quote, will be muzzled, will be suppressed. Given the fact that polls already show that people are concerned about the vaccine and are reluctant to take it, are you and your running mate, Senator Harris, contributing to that fear? No more than the question you just asked him. You pointed out. Huh. He puts pressure and disagrees with his own scientists. But you're saying Everybody you can't, or Senator and Harris is saying no, you can't trust the scientists. No, well, no, no, you can trust the scientists. He didn't, she didn't say that. You can't she, trust She us. said the public health Did experts, quote, will be muzzled, will yes. be suppressed. Well, that's what he's going to try to do. But there's millions of scientists, there's thousands of scientists out there, like here at this great hospital, that don't work for him. Their job doesn't depend on him. That's not, they're the people. They're, and by I the spoke way, to the scientists Fauci, that are in charge, by the way, they will have the vaccine very soon. Does, Let him finish. You believe for a moment. What he's telling you, in light of all the lies he's told you about the whole issue relating to COVID, 
He still hasn't even acknowledged that he knew this was happening, knew how dangerous it was going to be back in February, and he didn't even tell you. He's on record as saying it. He panicked or he just looked at the stock market, one of the two, because guess what? A lot of people died, and a lot more are going to die unless he gets a lot smarter, a lot quicker. So, Mr. Mr. President? Did you use the word smart? <laughs> uh, so you said you went to Delaware State, but you forgot the name of your college. You didn't <laughs> go to so. Delaware State. You graduated either the lowest or almost the lowest in your class. Don't ever use the word smart with me. Don't ever use that word. Oh, give me a <laughs> Because you know what? There's nothing smart about you, Joe. 47 years, you've done nothing. Let's have this debate. And if we'll you would have had, let me just tell you something, Joe. No, if you would have had the charge of what I was put through, I had to close the greatest economy in the history greatest of Greatest and economy. And bing, by the way, bing, now bing. it's being built again. Bing, bing. And See, it's going up to the economy That's in the next segment, sir. Okay. That's a double. It's going up fast. Okay. Forward to I, when it comes to how the virus has been handled so far, the two of you have taken very different approaches, and this is going to affect how the virus is handled going forward by whichever of you ends up becoming the next president. I want to quickly go through several of those. Reopenings. Vice President Biden, you have been much more reluctant than President Trump about reopening the economy and schools. Why, sir? Because he doesn't have a plan. If I were running, I know how, what the plan is. President You've got to provide these businesses the ability to have the money to be able to reopen with the PPE as well as with the sanitation they need. You have to provide Tell that them to plastic. Nancy Pelosi. To, to, well, he's just shush for a minute. Tell it to you. Know, and and Schumer, by Brian the way, Chuck. Nancy Pelosi and Schumer, they have a plan. He uh -huh. won't even meet with them. The Republicans won't meet them okay. in the Senate. And he, and he sits he sits on his golf course. And, well, I mean, nah. literally, okay. think about it. You probably uh, play more than it. I do, Joe. Uh, uh, oh. What about this question <laughs> of reopenings and the fact... Well, he wants to shut down this country. Oh. And I want to keep it open. And we you did a great thing by shutting it, he down. Shut it down. Wait a minute, Joe. Let, let me shut her. you down for a second, Joe, just for one <laughs> second. We want to... He wants to shut down the country. We just went through it. We had to, because we didn't know anything about the disease. Now we found that elderly people with heart problems and uh, diabetes and different problems are very, very vulnerable. We learned a lot. Young children aren't. Uh, even younger people aren't. We've learned a lot. But he wants to shut it down. More people will be hurt by continuing. If you look at Pennsylvania, if you look at certain states that have been shut down, they have Democrat governors all. One of the reasons they're shut down is because they want to keep it shut down until after the election oh, on yeah. November 3rd. I want to move on to another subject. Because it's a political I want to move on to another subject. But those states, those states are not subject. doing well that are shut I, down right now. Uh, President Trump, you have begun to increasingly question the effectiveness of masks as a disease preventer and, in fact, recently you have cited the, the issue of, of waiters touching their masks and touching plates. Are you questioning no, the, I think the, the masks efficacy are okay. of, of You have masks? to understand, if you look, I mean, I have a mask right here. I put a mask on, you know, when I think I need it. Boo. Tonight, as an example, Boo everybody's mask. had a test, and you've had social distancing and all of the things that you have to, but I Just wear like masks when needed. When needed, I wear masks. Okay, let me ask. I don't, have to, I don't wear masks like him. Every time you see him, he's got a mask. He could be speaking... 200 feet away from it, he shows up with the biggest mask I've ever seen. I will, <laughs> say, Vice, I will Vice, say this. Vice President Biden, go ahead, sir. Look, the way to open businesses is give them the wherewithal to be able to open. 
We provided money. The Congress but I was asking you, sir, about masks. Well, masks, masks make a big difference. His own head of the CDC said if we just wore masks between now, if there, everybody wore masks in social distance between now and January, we'd probably save up to 100,000 lives. It's a fucking it matters. Bunch and of they've horse also shit. said the opposite. They've and also said no, the no serious person said the opposite. They've no said, well, look, serious person. Right, Dr. Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci said the he opposite. He did not I, I say the opposite. We got he a said little very bit strongly, more than a minute left in this masks segment. Masks are not good. Then he changed his mind. He said masks are good. I, I I'm okay ask, with masks. I'm I want to ask you both about one last subject because Biden is such a dick just laughing the whole time. He's just a fucking dick. President Trump, you're holding large rallies with crowds packed together, thousands of people. Outside. Outside, yes, sir. Agreed. Uh, Vice President Biden, you are holding much smaller uh, events with... Because nobody will show up. People with... <laughs> well, it's true. With, nobody shows up to his okay. rally. All right. In any case, why you holding... It's rally, true! Why you not? Sorry, you that was closer. hot as fuck. Because people want to hear what I have to say. I mean, but are you I mean, not worried a great about job as a president, and I'll have 25, 35,000 people show up at airports. We use airports. Are you not hangers, worried about the disease We have a lot of people... Issues, well, so far, we have had no problem whatsoever. It's outside. That's a big difference, according to the experts. And we do them outside. We have tremendous crowds, as you see. I mean, every and, and literally on 24 hours notice. And Joe does the circles and has three people someplace. OK. Uh, by the way, did, this, you, did, this, did you see the, one of the last big rallies he has? And a reporter came up to him to ask him a question. He said, no, 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 stand back. Put on your mask. Put on a mask. Have you been tested? I'm way, I'm way far away from those other people. That's what he said. I can't. I, I'm going to be okay. He's not worried about you. He's not worried about the people out there breathing in one another. We've had no negative effect. No, no negative, negative effect. effect. We've had no negative effect. And we've well, had 35, 40,000 right. people you at these rallies. Just yes. quickly finish yeah. up because I want to move on to our next Yes, one. I would. He's been totally irresponsible the way in which he has handled the, the social distancing and people wearing masks, basically encouraged them not to. All right. Ben, he's a fool on this. If you could get the crowds, you would have done the same thing. But you can't. Nobody cares. Gentlemen, can we move on Nobody to the economy? Gentlemen, can we move <laughs> on to the economy? Yes. The economy is, I think it's fair to say, recovering faster than expected from the shutdown. Much this, faster. In the second quarter, the unemployment rate fell to 8.4% last month. The Federal Reserve says the hit to, to growth, which is going to be there, is not going to be nearly as big as they had expected. President Trump, you say we are in a V-shaped recovery. Vice President Biden, you say it's more of a K-shape. What difference does that mean to it's the American w, people in terms of the economy? W. President Trump, in this segment, you go first. So we built the greatest economy in history. We closed it down because of the China plague. When the plague came in, we closed it down, which was very hard psychologically to do. He didn't think we should close it down, and he was wrong. And again, two million people would be dead now instead of still 204,000 people is too much. One person is too much. Should have never happened from China. But what happened is we closed it down and now we're reopening and we're doing record business. We had 10.4 million people in a four month period that we've put back into the workforce. That's a record the likes of which nobody's ever seen before. And he wants to close down the, he will shut it down again. He will destroy this country. You know, a lot of people between drugs and alcohol and depression, when you start shutting it down, you take a look at what's happening at some of your Democrat run states where they have these tough shutdowns. And I'm telling you, it's because they don't want to open it. One of them came out last week, you saw that. 
Oh, we're going to open up on November 9th. Why November 9th? Because it's after the election. They think they're hurting us by keeping them closed. They're hurting people. People know what to do. They can social distance. They can wash the hands. They can wear masks. They can do whatever they want. But they got to open these states up. When you look at North Carolina, when you look — and these governors are under siege — Pennsylvania, Michigan, and a couple of others, you got to open these states up. It's not fair. You're talking about almost it's like being in prison. And you look at what's going on with divorce. Look at what's going on with alcoholism and drugs. It's a very, very sad thing. And he'll close down the whole country. This yeah, guy will close that. down the whole country and destroy our country. Our country is coming back incredibly well, setting records as it does it. We don't need somebody to come in and say, let's shut it down. All right. Your two minutes, sir. We're Can't now agree more to with you. that. As I, as I said, posing the question, the president says it's a V-shaped recovery. You say it's a K-shaped recovery. What's the difference? The difference is millionaires and billionaires like him in the middle of the COVID crisis have done very well. Another billionaires have made another $300 billion because of his profligate tax Millionaires and billionaires proposal. like him. And he only yeah. focused on the market. As though Biden's not a but billionaire you folks at home, or a millionaire. You folks living in Scranton and Claymont and Scranton. all the small towns and working class towns in America. How well are you doing? This guy paid well, a total of $750 in taxes. Sir, and he sir, made wait, wait, no. Sir, it's just the wrong state. Yeah, I understand. You've agreed to the two minutes, so please let him have it. Do I get my time back? The fact is that he has, in fact, worked on this in a way that he's going to be the first president of the United States to leave office having fewer jobs in his administration than when he became president. Fewer jobs than when he became president. First one in American history. Secondly, the people who have lost their jobs are those people who have been on the front lines, those people who have been saving our lives, those people who have been out there dying, people who have been putting themselves in the way to make sure that we could all try to make it. And the idea that he is insisting that we go forward and open when you have almost half the states in America with a significant increase in COVID deaths and COVID cases in the United States of America. And he wants to open it up more. Why does he want to open it up? Why doesn't he take care of the America? You can't fix the economy until you fix the COVID crisis. And he has no intention of doing anything about making it better for you all at home in terms of your health and your safety. Schools, why aren't schools open? Because it costs a lot of money to open them safely. You know, they, they were going to give, his administration was going to give the teachers and school students masks. And then they decided, no, couldn't do that because it's not a national emergency. Not a national emergency. They've done nothing to help small businesses. Nothing. They're closing. One in six is now gone. He ought to get on the job and take care of the needs of the American people so we can open safely. All right. Your time is up, sir. Well, we are going to get to the... I we're have to respond to that. Well, you both had two minutes, sir. Excuse me. He made a statement. I, so did you. People want their schools... No, people want their schools open. They don't want to be shut down. They don't want their state shut down. They want their restaurants. I look at New York. It's so sad what's happening in New York. It's almost like a ghost town. And I'm not sure it can ever recover what they've done in New York. People want their places open. They want to get back to their lives. People They'll want be to careful, be safe. but they want their schools open. Okay. Want I'm the one safe. that brought back football. By the way, I brought back Big Ten <laughs> football. It was me, and it, I'm very happy to do it. And <laughs> All right, the people of Ohio wait. are very proud of me. And fuck Joe Biden kept laughing. Gentlemen, we're going to get to your economic plans going shit. forward in a moment. But first, Mr. President, as you well that know, part does a new get under my skin. That in 2016, the year you were elected president, and 2017, 
your first year as really president, shows how he really feels about the whole thing. $750 a year in federal income tax each of those years. I know that you pay a lot of other taxes, but I'm asking you the specific question. Is it true that you paid $750 in federal income taxes each of those two years? I paid millions of dollars in taxes, millions of dollars of income tax. And let me just tell you, there was a story in one of the papers. Show I paid, I paid $38 million one year. I paid $27 million Show us your one tax year. returns. I went. Uh, you'll see it as soon as it's finished. You'll see Fucking it. Irrelevant. You know, if you want to do, go to the Board of Elections. There's a 118-page or so report that says everything I have, every bank I have, I'm totally under-leveraged because the assets are extremely good. And we have a very... There he goes we again have a, laughing we, like a I'm fucking you a specific question, which is, But let me tell you... I, I understand all of that. I, I understand all of that. But, but I'm let me, at, no, Mr. President, I'm asking you a question. Will you tell us how much you paid in federal income taxes in 2016 and 2017? Millions of dollars. You paid millions of dollars? Millions in, of dollars, So yes. not $750. Millions of dollars. And you'll get to see I, it. I, and you'll get to when? see it. But and let me Shalom? just tell you... Chris, let me just tell you something that... It was the tax laws. I don't want to pay tax. Be before I came here, I was a private developer. I was a private business people. Like every other private person, unless they're stupid, they go through the laws, and that's what it is. He passed a tax bill that gave us all these privileges for depreciation and for uh, tax credits. We build a building and we get tax credits, like the hotel on Pennsylvania Avenue. You get okay. a massive, which, by the way, was given to me by the Obama administration, if you can believe that. Now, the man got fired uh, no, 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 right look, after that happened. But Vice that's President all. Biden, you want to respond? <laughs> yeah, I do want to respond. Look, the tax code that made him, that put him in a position that he pays less tax than a school teacher. Wrong the, uh, on the money a school teacher makes is because such a of dumb meme. him take. He says he's smart because he can take advantage of the tax code, and he does take advantage of the tax code. That's why I'm going to eliminate the Trump tax cuts, and we're going to I'm going to eliminate those. Oh tax Jesus, what a fucking and make moron! Make sure that we invest in the people who, in fact, need the help. People out there need help. But he's why gonna, do you do it over to eliminate the Trump tax cuts? Because you are president. Because you are president. Screwing things up. You were a senator. And You're the, the worst way, you president vice... America has ever had. <laughs> hey, John, let me just tell you, Joe. I've done more in in 47 months. I've done more than you've done in 47 years, Joe. We've done things that you never even thought of doing, okay. including Gentlemen. fixing the broken military that you gave me, let's, including let's, taking care of we're your talking, Mr. President, we're talking about the economy. I'd like to ask you about your plans going forward because, uh, Mr. Vice President, your economic plan... I still haven't if you heard were Trump's to be elected president. Uh, focuses no. a lot on big government, big taxes, big spending. I want to focus first on the taxes. Take another peek at the cards. You yeah. propose more than $4 trillion over a decade in new taxes on individuals making more than $400,000 a year and on corporations. President Trump says that that kind of an increase in taxes is going to hurt the economy as it's just coming out of a recession. Well, just take a look at what as the, the analysis has been done by Wall Street firms. Points out that my, my economic plan would create 7 million more jobs than his in four years, number one. And number two, it would create an additional $1 trillion in economic growth because it would be about buying American. That we have to, we're going to make this federal government yeah, spend never heard Trump say that. billion dollars a year on everything from ships to steel to buildings and the like. 
And under my proposal, we're going to make sure that every penny of that has to be made by a company But, but respectfully, in sir, I'm talking about taxes, not spending. Oh, well, by the way, I'm going to eliminate a significant number of the tax. I'm going to make the, the, the corporate tax 28 percent. It shouldn't be 21 percent. You have He's going to raise your taxes. Company, 91 wow. companies, federal, I mean, in the Fortune 500, who don't pay a single penny in tax, making billions of dollars. Why didn't you do it billions before of when you were vice president because, with Obama? Because you, in fact, passed that. That That's was right. your tax it, proposal. I got it done. And you know what happened? Yeah, you got it done. Our economy boomed and, and, like it's and, never boomed. And the economy well, let, is Mr. Busted. President, let, let me finish. Wait, no, let me, Mr. President, let me pick up on that. You would continue your free market approach, lower taxes, more deregulation, correct? Not lower taxes for the American people. But, but, but let me, Bullshit. But in, but in Obama's, you talk about the economy booming, it turns out that in Obama's final three years as president, more jobs were created, a million and a half more jobs, that in the first three years of your presidency. They had the slowest recovery since 19, uh. economic recovery since 1929. It was the slowest recovery. Also, they took over something that was down here. All you had to do is turn on the lights and you pick up a lot. But they had the what slowest economic recovery since 1929. Let me tell you about the stock market. When the stock market goes up, that means jobs. It also means There's jobs, jobs finally. If you got in, if you ever became president with your ideas, you want to terminate my tax, my taxes, I, I'll tell you what, you'll lose half of the companies that have poured in here will leave, and plenty half of, companies, of companies that are already here, they'll leave for other places. Have they will leave, and you will have a have depression it. the that, likes of which you've never seen. Look, Mr. we Vice inherited it. The worst look. recession, oh, short of a, a depression, in American history. I was asked to bring it back. We were able to have an economic recovery that created the jobs you're talking about. We handed him a booming economy. He blew it. It wasn't he booming. It. He blew it. It wasn't booming. It, it, was, was, it was the weakest the, recovery well, sir, is since it to, Wait, wait. Is it, fair to, is it fair to say he blew it when, in when fact, it was re no. when there was record un low unemployment yeah. before COVID? Yeah, but, but because what he did, even before COVID, manufacturing went in the hole. Manufacturing oh, went in a hole. Manufacturing has been a two. huge Chris, revival. Number three. They said they, it would take. They, no, you're number two. No. Chris, Chris, <laughs> they said it would take a miracle to bring back manufacturing. Oh I brought God. back 700,000 jobs. They brought back nothing. They gave up on manufacturing. We Part did of not my standard up. fare. I'm the guy that he brought totally back gave the automobile up on manufacturing. Right, I'm we the brought guy. Back, I was asked to bring back Chrysler and General Motors. We brought them back right here in the state of Ohio and Michigan. He blew it. They're gone. He blew it. And in fact, they're going Ohio had the best year it's ever had last year. Michigan yeah. had the best year they've ever had. That is not Many true. Many car companies not came in from Germany, from Japan, not, went to Michigan, no, went to Ohio. They're not having And Mr. they didn't Vice, come wait, in wait, with wait, you. Mr. Vice President, go ahead. And so you take a look at what he's actually done. He's done very little. His trade deals are the same way. He talks about these great trade deals. You know, he talks about the art of the deal. China's made perfected the art of the steel. We have a higher deficit with China now than we did before. We have the highest deficit, trade deficit China with Mexico. Your lunch, right, eight percent. Percent. In, in, China ate your lunch. China ate your lunch, Joe. And but, no wonder okay. your son goes in and he takes out what he takes out oh. billions of dollars, takes out billions of dollars to manage. He makes millions of dollars. And also, Simply while we're at true. it, why Simply is it, just out of curiosity, 
The mayor of Moscow's wife gave your son three and a half million dollars. What did he true. do to deserve it? That what did he do with Barisma to deserve one hundred eighty-three thousand dollars? None of that. None of that is true. Oh, really? He totally didn't get three and a half Mr. President, it's he did. Totally, Mr. President, please. Totally discredited. Totally discredited. And by the way, well, wait, he didn't get three and a half million dollars, Joe. Mr. Vice he got three Mr. And a half President, dollars. that is not true. Oh, really? Mr. Oh. President, you, it's, a, it's an open discussion, please. Now, you, you, then you leave it open, well, you fuck with. You have not raised that. an issue, let the totally Vice President answer. Discredited. Did Burisma there was a pay report. him 183000 a, a month what, what, with what, no what, experience what, in energy? Mit Mr. Look, President, no my son did nothing wrong. Chris Wallace is such a I think he bitch. did. Mr. President, make a president. Make a president. Make a president. Because he knows I have the truth. His, his <laughs> position has been totally, thoroughly discredited. By who? And you the media. By everybody. Well, by the, by media, the media, by our allies, by the World Bank. Oh, America. Jesus. Listen to the guys he cited. <laughs> by the media, by our allies, and by the World Bank. He testified under oath in his administration, said, I did my job and I did it very well. Oh, really? I did it I'd honorably. Like to know who they are. Every, well, I'll give you the list I'll of the people them. who testified. No, no, go ahead, sir. Sure, you, they, you've already fired most of them because they did some a good job. Some people don't well, do a good here's job. The, with you, go ahead. You well, the wait a minute. You get the final word, Mr. Well, it's hard to get any word in with this clown. Excuse me. This, hey, hey this let me person. just say to you. No, no, no. I'm no. Mr. President. Three and a half million, Joe. That is simply Why did not he true. deserve three, three and a half million, million bucks, bitch? Look, here's the deal. We want to talk about families and ethics. I don't want to do that. I mean, his family, we could talk about all night. His family's my already... Family no, 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 him, my family already lost wrote. a fortune by coming down ahead, and helping us ahead, with government. Ahead, and that's such a... Every single one of them lost this a fortune. This is not about my family or his family. It's about your family. They the American people. He doesn't... That's not true. It doesn't want to talk about what you need. You, the American people. It's about you. That's what we're talking about here. All right, that's the, end of the, here. that's the end of the Shouldn't segment. We're, mo money. we're moving on. There's, oh, my God. Take well, I, 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 no, can I be honest? It's a very important try to question. Be honest. No, I, he I, I stood up. up. No, I, I, the answer to the question is no. Ukraine. No, I, sir. With a billion dollars, if you that get rid is of absolutely you know what, you're, wait, not true. You're going to have true. Chris Wallace is such a bitch. I hate to raise my voice, but it seems to be. Why shouldn't I be different than the two of you? So here's the deal. We have. Six segments. We have ended that segment. We're going to go to the next segment. In that segment, you each are going to have two uninterrupted moments. In those two interrupted minutes, Mr. President, you can say anything you want. I'm going to ask a question about race, but if you want to answer about something else, go ahead. But we, we, I think that the country would be better served if we allowed both people to speak with fewer interruptions. I, I'm appealing to you, sir, to do that. Well, and him too. Well, frankly, you've been doing more interrupting well, than that's all right, has. but he does plenty. Well, less than, <laughs> sir, less does than... plenty. No, he less does. than you have. Let's please continue on. The issue of race. Vice President Biden, you say that President Trump's response to the violence in Charlottesville three years ago when he talked about very fine people on both sides was what directly led you to launch this run for president. Oh, yeah, sure. President... Trump, you have often said that you believe you have done more for black Americans than any president, with the possible exception of Abraham Lincoln. My question for the two of you 
is why should voters trust you rather than your opponent Platinum plan to deal incoming. with the race issues facing this country over the next four years? Vice President Biden, you go first. It's about equity and equality. It's about decency. It's about the Constitution. And we have never walked away from trying to require equity for everyone, equality for the whole of America. But we've never accomplished it. He's starting we've to never slip. walked away from it like he has done. It is true. The reason I got in the race is when those people, close your eyes, remember what those people look like coming out of the fields carrying torches, their veins bulging, spewing, just spewing anti-Semitic bile. God, accompanied by the Ku Klux Klan. A young woman got killed. And they asked the president what he thought. That. He said there were very fine people on fine both sides. Fine people, there it is no again. That fucking lie. Like that, that fucking lie. Now, second, that total second lie. That complete that fucking lie. Floyd was killed. When Mr. Floyd was killed, there was a peaceful protest in front of the White House. What did he do? He came out of his bunker, had the military do use tear gas on him so he could walk across to a church and hold up a Bible. And then what happened after that? The bishop of that very church said that it was the disgrace. The general who was with him said he all he, all he ever wants to do is divide people, not unite people at all. This is a president who has used everything as a dog whistle to try to generate racist hatred, racist division. I missed when he said this is a man who, in fact, you talk about helping African Americans. Did he? One in one thousand yeah, African Americans like, oh, say respect, has been said killed dignity. because of the, the coronavirus. And if he doesn't do something quickly by the end of the I year, one in five hundred will have been killed. One in five hundred African Americans. This man. This man. Is the, is the savior of African-Americans? This man cares at all? This man's done virtually nothing. Look, the fact is that you have to look at what he talks about. You have to look at what he did. And what he did has been disastrous for the African-American community. So, Pre President Trump, you have two minutes. Why should Americans right. trust you over your opponent to deal with racism? He did a crime bill, 1994 where you call them super predators, African-Americans, super predators. And they've never no, forgotten it. They've never forgotten it, Joe. No, no, sir. It's his two minutes. So you did that, and they yeah, call shut you the super fuck predator. Up, Joe Biden. And I'm letting people out of jail now that you have treated the African-American population community, you have treated the black community about as bad as anybody in this country. You did the 1990, and that's why, if you look at the polls, I'm doing better than any Republican has done in a long time, because they saw what you did. You call them super predators, and you've called them worse than that, because you look back at your testimony over the years, you've called them a lot worse than that. As far as the church is concerned, and as far as the generals are concerned, we just got the support of 200 mil 250 military leaders and generals. Total support. Law enforcement, almost every law enforcement group in the United States. I have Florida, I have Texas, I have Ohio, I have every, excuse me, Portland. The sheriff just came out today and he said, I support President Trump. I don't think you have any law enforcement. You can't even say the word law enforcement because if you say those words, you're going to lose all of your radical left supporters. And why aren't you saying those words, Joe? Why don't you say the words law enforcement? Because, you know what, if they called us in Portland, we would put out that fire in a half an hour, but they won't do it because they're run by radical left Democrats. If you look at Chicago, if you look at any place you want to look, Seattle, they heard we were coming in the following day and they put up their hands and we got back Seattle. Minneapolis, we got it back, Joe, because we believe in law and order, but you don't. 
The top 10 cities and just about the top 40 cities are run by Democrats and, in many cases, radical left. And they've got you wrapped around their the finger, Joe, to a point where you what? don't want to say anything <laughs> about law and order. And He's I'll tell you what, the, the people of this country want and demand law and order, and you're afraid to even say it. All right. I'll I want to return to the question of race. Vice President Biden, after do, the Chris grand Wallace. jury in the Breonna Taylor case, decided not to charge any of the police with homicide. You said it raises the question, quote, whether justice could be equally applied in America. Do you believe that there is a separate but unequal system of justice for blacks in this country? Yes, there is. There's systemic injustice in this country, in education, in work, and in, in, in law enforcement, and in the, in the way in which it's enforced. But look, the vast majority of police officers are good, decent, honorable men and women. They risk their lives every day to take care of us. But there are some bad apples. And when they occur, when they find them, they have to be sorted out. They have to be held accountable. They have to be held accountable. And what I'm going to do as President of the United States is call a, a, together an entire group of people at the White House, well, everything from the civil rights groups to the police officers, the police chiefs, and we're going to work this out. We're going to work this out so we change the way in which we have more transparency in when these things happen. These cops aren't happy to see what happened to, to, to George Floyd. These co cops aren't happy to see what happened to Breonna Taylor. Most don't like it. But we have to have a system where people are held accountable. When, and by the way, violence in response is never appropriate. Never appropriate. Peaceful protest is. Violence is never appropriate. All right, what is peaceful President, protest? When they run through the middle President, of the town Trump, and burn down President your stores Trump, I, and kill people President all over Trump, the place, that and you is say not peaceful, peaceful protest? No, it's I'm not, not asking, but you say it is. President Trump, I'd like to continue with yes, the issue ahead, of race. Please. I promise we're going to get to the issue of law and order please. in a moment. Fine. This month, your administration uh, directed federal agencies to end racial sensitivity training that addresses white privilege or critical race theory. Why did you decide to do that, to end racial sensitivity training? And do you believe that there is systemic racism in this country, sir? I ended it because it's racist. I ended it because Fuck a lot yeah. of people were complaining that they were asked to do things that were absolutely insane, that it was a radical uh, revolution that was taking place in our military, uh, in our schools, yep. all over the place, and you know it, and so does what, everybody what, what else. Radical, and he would know. What is oh, radical it was totally about racist. racial sensitivity training? Sir. If you were a certain person, you had no status in life. It was sort of a reversal. And if you look at the people, we were paying people hundreds of thousands of dollars to teach very bad ideas and, frankly, very sick ideas. And, and really, they were teaching people to hate our country. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to allow that to happen. We have to go back to the core values of this country. They were teaching people that our country is a horrible place, it's a racist place, Never and they were teaching happen. people to hate our country. And no I'm not going to allow that to happen. Vice President right. Biden? Nobody's doing that. He's just, he's oh, the you, racist. You, you just don't. Here's the deal. I, I know a lot he's more about racist. Let him finish. What a fucking asshole. The fact is that there is racial insensitivity. People have to be made aware of what other people feel like. What, bad what, what, You're a bad what is demeaning to them? It's important that people know they don't want to. Many people don't want to hurt other people's feelings, but it's a, it makes a big difference. It makes a gigantic difference in the way a child is able to grow up and have a, self, a sense of self-esteem. It's a little bit like how 
this guy and and his friends looked down on so many people. They looked down their nose on people the like that Irish all Catholics white like people me are racist and grew up in Scranton. They looked down on people who racist. don't have money. They looked yep. down on people and that's who are what radical, of a different uh, faith. Critical race they looked down teaches. on people who are a different color. In fact, we're all Americans. The only way we're going to bring this country together is bring everybody together. There's nothing we cannot do if we See, do it together. Even the very idea that we're we all Americans this on and goes against critical race theory. Vice President, mm. I mean, President Trump, sir. During the Obama-Biden administration, there was tremendous division. There was hatred. You look tremendous. at uh, Ferguson. You look at... You go to very, many places. Look at Oakland. Look what happened in Oakland. Look what happened in Baltimore. Look what happened. To, frankly, it was more violent than what I'm even seeing now. Oh, my but Lord. the reason this is, is that the Democrats Absolutely that run these cities ridiculous. don't want to talk like you about law and order. Violent and you crime. you still haven't mentioned. Violent Are crime. you in favor of law and order? I'm in favor of law. You follow Are you in favor of law and order? Go yes, ahead. I'm I'm you ask a question, let him finish. Law and order. Law and order. Let him Law and order with justice, where people get oh, treated law and fairly. Order with justice. And the fact of the matter <laughs> is, violent crime went down 17%, 15% in our administration. All right. It's gone up on his watch. Went down much more. He has, all right, we're, we're now, you're, Mr. President, you're going to Mr. President, every record in the Mr. President, we're not going to talk about law and order. We had trouble with Democratic-run cities. That's exactly my question. There has been a dramatic increase in homicides in America this summer particularly, and you often blame that on Democratic mayors and Democratic governors, but in fact there have been equivalent spikes in Republican-led cities like Tulsa and Fort Worth. So the question is, is this really a party issue? I think it's a party issue. You can bring in a couple of examples, but if you look at Chicago, what's going on in Chicago, where uh, 53 people were shot and eight died shot. If you look at New York, where it's going up like nobody's ever seen anything, the numbers are going up 100, 150, 200 percent. Uh, crime. Republican it's, it is cities. crazy what's going on. Oh yeah, New York he City, that Republican city. Because he can't, because he'll lose his radical left supporters, and once he does that, it's over with. But if he ever got to run this country, and they ran it the way he would want to run it, we would have we would our suburbs would be gone. By the suburbs. way, our suburbs would be gone, and you would see problems like you've he never seen. He would know a right. suburb unless he took a wrong turn. Oh, I know suburbs. He would not. So much I was better. raised. Go ahead. Would, Wait a minute. I was so raised in the suburbs. This is not 1950. All these dog whistles and racism don't work anymore. Suburbs are by and large integrated. There are many people today driving their exactly, kids to which is why it's not a race to, issue. Uh, you black dipshit. Black and white and Hispanic in the same car as there have been any okay, time. Okay, saving in the, the suburbs past. is not What's a race really issue. Is a threat to the suburbs and their safety is his failure to deal with COVID. They're dying in the suburbs. His failure to deal with the environment. They're being environment. flooded. They're being burned out because okay. his refusal to do anything. That's oh, why the suburbs are in trouble. I do want to talk about this issue of law and order, though. And in the joint recommendation that came from the Biden-Bernie Sanders task force, you talked about, quote, reimagining policing. First of all, what does reimagining policing mean, and do you support? It means. Uh, uh, let me, if I might finish the question. What does reimagining policing mean, and do, do you right? support the Spark Black Lives Matter uh, call for uh, for community control of policing? Look, what I support is the police having the opportunity to deal with the problems they face. And I'm, not, I'm totally opposed to defunding the police offices. As a matter of fact, police, local police, 
The only one defunding in his budget calls for a $400 million cut in local law enforcement assistance. They need more assistance. They need, when they show up for a 9-11 call, to have someone with them as a psychologist or psychiatrist to keep them from having to use force and be able to talk people down. We have to have community policing like we had Can before. Can you imagine a shrink running around during like a in the police encounter? <laughs> That's where crime went down. It didn't go up. It went down. And so we have to be engaged. That's not what they're private. talking about, that's, Chris. That's well, not what that, they're talking about. He's exactly, talking about defunding the that, police. That is not true. He doesn't have any what, law what you, support. Look, he has no law enforcement that's support. That's not true. Almost that's nothing. Not, that, look. Oh, really? Who do you have? Name one group that supports you. Name one group that came yeah. out and supported you. Go look, ahead. Look. Think. We have time. We don't have time. All right. Law enforcement I think, gentlemen, I think I'm going to take back the there moderator's role, and I, want, and I want to get to another subject, which is the issue of protests in many cities that have turned violent. In Portland, Oregon especially, we had a, more than 100 straight days of protests, which I think you would agree, you talk about peaceful protests, many of those turned into riots. Mr. Vice President, you say that people who commit crimes should be held accountable. The question I have, though, is, as the Democratic nominee, and earlier tonight you said that you are the Democratic Party right now. Yeah. Have you like ever called the Democratic mayor of Portland or the Democratic governor of Oregon and said, hey, you got to stop this, bring in the National Guard, do whatever it takes, but you stop the days and months of violence in Portland? I don't hold public office now. I am but you're a running former for vice it. president. I've made you it clear, are the Democratic Party. I've made it clear in my according to you earlier that the violence should be prosecuted. It should be prosecuted, and anyone who commits it. But should you've be never prosecuted. called for the people, uh, the, the leader. That. Excuse me, sir. He's never you said that. You've <laughs> never called for the leaders in Portland and in Oregon to call because and bring in the National Guard and knock well, off. Yeah, you can make a statement. They can, in fact take care of it if he just stay out of the way. Oh, Look here. Oh, really? Here, oh, really? Here's the but thing. That, no, I that, sent sorry, in the, no, wait, he's I been staying out of the way the, the whole fucking time. Man in the middle of the street, they shot him. And right. for three Mr. days, President Trump, Trump Portland President wouldn't Trump, do anything. I had to send in the U.S. Marshals. They Trump, took care of business. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no shit. And by the way, you know, his own former spokesperson said, you know, riots and chaos and violence help his cause. That's what this is all about. I don't know who said that. I do. Who? Who? Yeah, who? Who? Kellyanne Conway. I don't think she said that. She said that. And so here's the All right. But here's the point. Fact check? The point is that she that's probably did what say he that. just keeps trying to rile everything up. In the context of these idiots are rioting, Instead it only makes Trump look better. Instead of going in and talking to people and saying, let's get everybody together, figure out how to deal with this. What's he do? He just pours gasoline in the fire constantly, and every single solitary okay, time. And, and to End this, button up this segment. I'm going to give you a minute to answer, sir. You have repeatedly well, criticized. Wait, I have to answer his statement. No, you have his repeatedly. Statement. Wait, you have repeatedly. No, second. you've been talking he back and forth. He made a statement. I'm asking you. I would a, love no, to you know, end it. Sir, I would love to I, end I, it. And you know, if you want to switch seats, we, we could very quickly. We can no, do that, but I'm, no one's switching seats with you, Chris Wallace. There'd be no problem. Okay. But they don't want to accept the National Guard. You have repeatedly criticized the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist right. groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups Yet again. and to say Yet that again. they need to stand down and not 
add okay, to Okay, you're the not going to condemn the militia because the militia so is the militia. Kenosha, it's legally required and, and set up. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Oh, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing. Not mm -hmm. from the right so way. So what are you? What are you? Look, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I, it. Do it. Say it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and right like me to condemn? White Proud supremacists and right Proud boys. boys, stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because this is not a right his wing own, problem. This is, this is a left wing. This is a left wing. Yeah, we need to get that fucker out of there too. Chris Antifa is an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not malicious. That's what oh, his an idea. FBI. His okay. FBI director Gentlemen, said. Well, then, you know what? No, no, we're done, we're done, sir. Everybody, we're moving on to the next. We're moving on to the next. That's not an idea. Everybody yeah, no shit. Every administration bad. tells you the truth is a, has a bad idea. Can I tell you what? You have no idea. Antifa is a dangerous radical. All right, radical gentlemen, group. we're now moving on to the Trump and, and Biden records. They'll overthrow you. When a president, I'm going to ask you. Yeah, no shit. When the president seeks a second term, it's generally a referendum on his record. But Vice President Biden, you like to quote one of your dad's sayings, uh -oh. which is, don't compare me to the almighty, compare me to the alternative. Get and my in dad this and case, Joey sir, in one you hit. are the alternative. Looking at both of your records, I'm going to ask each of you, why should voters elect you president over your opponent in this segment? President Trump, you go first. Two minutes. Because there has never been an administration or president who has done more than I've done in a period of three and a half years. And that's despite the impeachment hoax. hoax. And you hoax. saw what happened today with Hillary Clinton, where it was a whole big con job. But despite going through all of these things, where I had to fight both flanks and behind me and, and above, there has never been an administration that's done what I've done. The greatest, before COVID came in, the greatest economy in history, lowest unemployment numbers. Everything was good. Everything was going. And by the way, there was unity going to happen. People were calling me for the first time in years. They were calling and they were saying, it's time maybe. And then what happened? We got hit, but now we're building it back up again. A rebuilding of the military, including Space Force and all Space of the Space Force. A, a fixing of the, the VA, which was a mess under him. 308,000 people died because they didn't have proper health care. He, he was a mess. And we now got a 91% approval rating at the VA, our vets. We take care of our vets. But we've rebuilt our military. The job that we've done, and, and I'll tell you something, some people say maybe the most important. By the end of the first term, I'll have approximately 300 federal judges and court of appeals judges. Judges. 300, and hopefully is. three great Supreme Court judges, justices. That is a record, the likes of which very few people, and you know one of the reasons I'll have so many judges? Because President Obama and him left me 128 judges to fill. When you leave office, you don't leave any judges. That's like you just don't do that. They left 128 <laughs> openings. And if I were a member of his party, because they have a little different philosophy, I'd say if you left us 128 openings, you can't be a good president. You can't be a good vice yeah, no president. Shit. But I want to thank you because it gives us almost It'll probably be above that number by the end of this term. I'm sorry. 300 judges. It's a record. Looking at both of your records, why should voters elect you president as opposed to President Under Trump? You have two minutes uninterrupted. Under this president, we become weaker, sicker, poorer, more divided, and more violent. When I was 
Vice President. We inherited a recession. I was asked to fix it. I did. We left him a booming economy, and he caused a recession. With regard to being weaker, the fact is that I've gone head-to-head -head with Putin and made it clear to him we're not going to take any of his stuff. <laughs> He's Putin's puppy. He still refuses to even say anything to Putin about the bounty on the heads of American soldiers. Your son got and three no, no, no. million dollars. No, and Mr. by the way, Mr. President, my son... Mr. Wait a minute. Mr. President, your campaign agreed to both sides would get two-minute answers uninterrupted. Well, your, your side agreed to it, and... Why don't you observe what your campaign agreed to as a ground rule, okay, sir? He never keeps his word. Can you add no, back, no, 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 I'm not asking. That was a rhetorical question. Can you go ahead, back sir. 30 seconds? Yeah, yes. Yeah, it is hard to, right. like, go ahead. sit around so, when a guy, like, lies, thirdly, but we're poor. it also is an agreement. Billionaires have gotten much, much more agree, wealthy. you agreed, right? By a tune of over four, three to $400 billion more just since COVID. You and the home, you got less. You're in more trouble than you were before. In terms of being more violent, when we were in office, there were 15% less violence in America than there is today. Now with 15% less States, violence. It's on his watch. And with regard to more divided, the nation can't stay divided. We can't be this way. And speaking of my son, the way you talk about the military, the way you talk about them being losers and What does being, your son have to do with and, the military? And, and, and just being suckers. My son was in Iraq. He spent a year there. Was he? He got. I didn't know he that. He got the Bronze Star. He got the Conspicuous Service Medal. He was not a loser. He was a patriot, and the people left behind oh, there really? were heroes. Really? And I resent. Are you talking like about Hunter? Hell. Are you talking about? I'm Hunter? talking about my son, Bo Biden. You're talking about. I don't know. About I don't know Bo. I know Hunter. Yeah, Hunter, you know got thrown, okay, Hunter got thrown. Okay, that makes sense. Bo. Hunter got thrown out of the military. Bo. He was thrown out, dishonorably discharged. That's not true. For he wasn't cocaine use. And he didn't have a job until you became vice president. Once you None became of that vice president, wow. he made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow. That is simply and nothing from Chris Wallace yet. He made my a son, fortune. My son. And he didn't have a job. My son, like a lot of people, like a lot of people we know at home, had a drug problem. Bo Jiden, his son? Bo Biden. He's, he's, he's Biden. fixed it. He's worked on it. And I'm proud of him. But why I'm was he given tens son. of millions All right. of dollars? He wasn't given right. tens of millions of dollars. That is totally, that's been totally discredited. We've already been totally discredited. We've, we've, already we've already been through this. I think the American people would rather hear about more substantial so subjects. Well, you know, as the moderator, sir, I'm going to make a, know, a judgment call here. I know, but three and a half million okay, dollars right. from the let's mayor talk about, of Moscow, let's talk about not I think true. Gentlemen, that report is totally discredited. I, I, I Mitt think, Romney on that committee said it wouldn't work oh, taxpayer money. Trustfully, that report trustful for political reasons. You know, Mitt Romney. I'd like to talk about climate change. So would I. Okay. <laughs> the forest fires in the West are raging now. They have burned millions of acres. They have displaced oh, hundreds of thousands of people. When state officials there blame the fires on climate change, Mr. President, you said, I don't think the science knows. Over your four years, you See, Chris have pulled Wallace the U.S. out of these. the Paris climate like climate and the you science. You rolled back a number of Obama environmental records. What do you believe about the science of climate change and what will you do in the next four years to confront it? Here we go. Come I on. want crystal clean water and air. I want beautiful clean air. We have now the lowest carbon. If you look at our numbers right now, we are doing phenomenally. But I haven't destroyed our businesses. Our businesses aren't put out of commission. 
If you look at the Paris Accord, it was a disaster from our standpoint. And people are actually very happy about what's going on because our businesses are doing well. As far as the fires are concerned, you need forest management in addition to everything else. The forest floors are loaded up with trees, dead trees that are years old and they're like tinder and leaves and everything else. You drop a cigarette in there, the whole forest burns down. You've got to have forest management. What do you You've believe? Got to have cuts. What do you believe about the science of climate change, sir? Uh, I believe that we have to do everything we can to have immaculate air, immaculate water, and do whatever else we can that's good. You know, we're planting a billion trees, the Billion Tree Project, and it's very exciting. You if the left was good at memeing, they would connect gas, the clean air and clean water shit to, to like to what Charlie Manson always used to say. I think a lot say. of things do, but I think to an extent, yes. I think About to an water, extent, air, yes, trees, but I also birds. think we have to do better management of our forests. Every year, but they're too fucking the dumb. Call. They don't know anything California about that. California is burning. California is burning. If that was cleaned, if that were, if you had forest management, good forest management, you wouldn't be getting those calls. You know, in Europe, they live their forest cities. They're called forest cities. They maintain their forests. They manage their forests. I was with the head of a major country. It's a forest city. He said, "Sir, we have trees that are far more. They they ignite much easier." In California, there shouldn't be that problem. I spoke with the governor about it. I'm getting along very well with the governor. But I said, you know, at some point, you can't every year have hundreds of thousands of acres of land just burned to the ground. But, sir, That's but, burning down because of a lack of but management. But, sir, if you believe in the science of climate change, why have you rolled back the Obama clean power plan, which limited mean? carbon emissions in power plants. Why the have science you relaxed of climate change. energy prices through the sky? Why have you relaxed fuel economy standards that are going to create more pollution from cars well, and trucks? Well, not really, because what's happening is the car is much less expensive and it's a much safer car. And you're talking about a tiny difference. And then what would happen because of the cost of the car, you would have at least double and triple the number of cars purchased. We have the old slugs out there that are 10, 12 years old. If you did that, the car would be safer. It would be much cheaper by $3,500. they've simply ignored your No, but you would take your, a lot of cars off the market because people would be able to afford a car. Now, so, and by the way, we're going to see how that turns out. But a lot of people agree with me, many people. The car has gotten so expensive because they have computers all over the place for an extra little bit okay. of gasoline. And, by the, and, and, and I'm okay with electric cars, too. I think I'm all for electric cars. I've given big incentives for electric cars. I know but what they've done in California is just all crazy. Right. Vice President Biden, I'd like you to, to respond to the president's climate change record. But I also want to ask you about a concern. You proposed $2 trillion in green jobs. You talk about new limits, not abolishing, but new limits on fracking, ending the use of fossil fuels to generate electricity by 2035, and zero net emission of greenhouse gases by 2050. Good God. The president says a lot of these things would tank the economy and cost millions of jobs. He's absolutely wrong, number one. Number two, if in fact, when, when our, during our administration, the Recovery Act, I was able to, I was in charge, able to bring down the cost of renewable energy to cheaper than or as cheap as coal and gas and oil. Nobody's going to build another uh, uh, coal-fired plant in America. No one's going to build another oil-fired plant in America. They're going to move to renewable energy, number one. Number two, 
we're going to make sure that we are able to take the federal fleet and turn it into a fleet that's run on their electric vehicles, making sure that we can do that. We're going to put 500,000 charging stations and all of the charging highways stations. that we're going to be building nice. in the future. We're going to build an economy that, in fact, is going to provide for the ability us to take 4 million buildings and make sure that they, in fact, are weatherized in a way that, in fact, will, they'll, they'll emit significantly less gas and oil because the heat will Did not he be say going out. There's so many things that we can do like now to, to create thousands and thousands of jobs. We can get to net zero in terms of energy production by 2035, not only not costing people jobs, creating jobs, creating millions of good paying jobs, Oof. not 15 bucks an hour. So but close. Prevailing wage. Good paying by jobs. By having a he new infrastructure union. that, in fact, is green. And the first thing I will do, I will rejoin the Paris Accord. I will join the Paris Accord because with us out of it, look what's happening. It's all falling apart. Good. And fuck talk em. about someone who has no, no relationship to, with foreign we policy. We beat every other Brazil, country in the reduction of emissions. Brazil are being torn down, are being ripped down. More, more carbon is absorbed in that rainforest than every bit of carbon that's emitted in the United States. Instead of doing something about that, I would be gathering up and making sure we had the, com the countries of the world coming up with $20 billion and say, here's $20 billion. Stop, stop tearing down the forest. And if you don't, then you're going to have significant economic consequences. What about, consequences what about the today. argument that President Trump basically says that you have to balance environmental interests and economic interests, and he's drawn his line? Well, he hadn't drawn a line. He still, for example, makes sure that we, he wants to make sure that methane's not a problem. We can, you, you can now emit more methane without it being a problem. Methane. This is a guy who says that you don't have to have mileage standards for automobiles that exist now. This is a guy who says that well, the fact that it, 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 it's all true. And here's He's the talking deal. about the Green hey, New Deal, and it's not two billion I'm, or twenty billion, as you said. I'm it's one hundred trillion dollars. I'm talking about where they the want to Biden rip down buildings and, go. and rebuild the building. No, it's the dumbest, not, most ridiculous. Not, where airplanes are out of business, <laughs> where two car systems are out, where they want true. to take out the cows too. Not, you know that's yep. not true either, right? Not this true. is a this is a one hundred <laughs> trillion. Look, that's more money than our country could make. In a hundred years, if we're not going the case. All right, let me, will, let me, let me, let me, because, because I actually, wait a minute, sir. I actually <laughs> have studied your plan, and it includes upgrading four million buildings, weatherizing yes. two million homes over four years, building one and a half million energy efficient homes. So the question becomes, some, the president is saying, I think some people who support the president would say that sounds like it's going to cost a lot of money and hurt the economy. What it's going to do is going to create thousands and millions of jobs, good paying jobs. Let them finish, sir. Thousands and know. millions of jobs. They, the fact is it's going to create millions of good paying jobs. God, he can't say union. And these tax incentives to people, for people to weather He's probably been coached out of the a, union. I'm going to fucking market anyway. It's going to anyway. make the that? economy much safer. Look how much we're paying now to deal with the hurricanes. With the deal with, by the way, he has an answer for hurricanes. He said I'll maybe just we should put it drop upside a nuclear down. weapon on them. They may I never said that. That's what he did say. You made it up. Uh, and made here's it up. the deal. You make up a we, we are going to Oops. be in a position where we can create hard, hard, good jobs by making sure the environment is clean and we all are in better shape. We spend billions of dollars now, billions of dollars on floods, hurricanes, rising seas. We're in real trouble. 
Look what's happened just in the Midwest with these storms that come through and wipe out entire sections and counties in Iowa. They didn't happen before. They're because of global warming. We make up 15 percent of the world's problems. He said global we, warming. We, in fact, but still the, no the climate. Well, we got to get them to come along. That's why we have to get back into, back into the Paris Accord. All right, gentlemen. Wait, wait we, a minute, Chris. So why didn't he do it for 47 years? You were vice president. Why didn't you get the world? China sends up real dirt into the air. Russia does. India does. They all do. We're supposed to be good. And by the way, he made a couple of statements. The Green New Deal is $100 trillion, that not That is not my plan. That's Green uh, well, New you want to Deal rebuild every is building. not my plan. Right. I want to rebuild right. every building. If he knew anything about the military. He made a statement about the military. He said I said something about the military. He and his friends made it up, and then they went with it. I never said it. Okay. That is what he did. Sir, is he you're said, done in this segment. He called Mr. the military Mr. Vice President, stupid bastards. I, I and he said it on tape. He said stupid bastards. He said it. Stop. I would never say I would that. Play it. Stop. Play it. Go ahead. Yeah, play the play fucking it. tape. Yeah. Do play Answered it. Answered his qu his final question. The final question is I can't remember which of all his rantings. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I'm having a little trouble That's myself. Right. But uh, and and about the economy and about this question of what it's going to cost. The the economy. The econ I mean the Green New Deal the, and the, the idea of what what the, your the environmental changes deal, will do. The Green New Deal will pay for itself as we move forward. Okay, so he said it wasn't his plan. In fact, but now he's defending it. Polluting plants. Could you We're support the Green New Deal? Pardon me? You support them? No, I don't support the Green oh, New Deal. But he's oh, defending well, it. Ah, whoa. This is going to fuck him up. I, su okay. I oh, support shit. the Biden plan. That I, I support the Biden okay. plan. The Biden plan, which is different than what he calls the radical Green New Deal. All right, gentlemen, final segment. Holy Election fuck. Election integrity. As we meet tonight, millions of Americans are receiving mail-in ballots or Bounce. going to vote early. How confident... Should we be that this will be a fair election? And what are you prepared to do over the next five plus weeks? Because it'll not only be to election day, but also counting some ballots, mail-in ballots after election day. Fuck that. What are you prepared to do to reassure the American people that the next president will be the legitimate winner? Everyone of just this needs election? to vote in person. In this final segment, Mr. Vice President, you go first. Prepared to let people vote. They should go to IWillVote.com. Decide how they're going to vote, when they're going to vote, and what means by which they're going to vote. His own Homeland Security Director, and as well as the FBI Director, says there is no evidence at all that mail-in ballots are a source of, of being manipulated and cheating. They said that. The fact is that there are going to be millions of people because yeah, of COVID the said that are that. going to be voting That's by what the mail ballots, always say. like he does, by the way. He sits behind the Resolute desk and sends his ballot to Florida, number one. Number two, we're going to yeah, make sure that those people that he who want to That's vote different. in person are able to vote because there are enough poll watchers are there to make sure they can socially distance. The polls are open on time, and their polls stay open until the votes are counted. And this is all about trying to dissuade well, the people votes stay from open voting they close. because he's trying to con to scare people into thinking that it's not going to be legitimate. Show up and vote. You will determine the outcome of this election. Vote, vote, vote. If you're able to vote early in your state, vote early. If you're able to vote in person, vote in person. Yeah. Vote whatever way is the best way for you. Definitely because vote Because you person. will. He cannot stop you from being able to determine the outcome of this election. And in terms of whether or not when the votes are counted and they're all counted, that will be accepted. If I win 
That will be accepted. If I lose, it'll be accepted. But by the way, if in fact he says he's not sure what he's going to accept, well, let me tell you something. It doesn't matter because if we get the votes, it's going to be all over. He's going to go. He can't stay in power. It won't happen. It won't happen. So vote. Just make sure you understand you have it in your control to determine what this country is going to look like the next four years. Is it going to change? You get four more years of these lies. Mr. President, two minutes. So when I listened to Joe talking about a transition, uh, there's been no transition from when I won. I won that election. And if you look at crooked He's Hillary right. Clinton, if you look at all of the different people, uh, there was no transition because they came after me trying to do a coup. They came after me spying on my campaign. Yep. They started from the day I won and even before I won, from the day I came down the escalator with our first lady. They were a disaster. Oh, yeah. They so were close. a disgrace to our country. And we've caught them. We've caught them all. We've got it all on tape. We've caught them all. And by the way, you gave the idea for the Logan Act against General Flynn. You better take a look at that because we caught you in a sense. And President Obama was sitting in the office. He knew about it, too. So don't tell me about a free transition. As far yeah, no as the shit. ballots are concerned, it's a disaster. A There's ballot. solicited ballot, okay, solicited is okay. You're soliciting. You're asking. They send it back. You send it back. I did that. If you have an unsolicited, they're sending millions of ballots all over the country. There's fraud. They found them in creeks. They found some with the name Trump. Just happened to have the name Trump just the other day in a waste paper basket. They're being sent all over the place. They sent two in a Democrat area. They sent out a thousand ballots. Everybody got two ballots. This is going to be a fraud like you've never seen. The other thing, it's nice on November 3rd, you're watching and you see who won the election. And I think we're going to do well because people are really happy with the job we've done. But you know what? We won't know. We might not know for months because these ballots are going to be all over. Take a look at what happened in Manhattan. Take a look at what happened in New Jersey. Take a look at what happened in Virginia and other places. They're not losing 2 percent, 1 percent, which, by the way, is too much. An election could be won or lost with that. They're losing 30 and 40 percent. It's a fraud and it's a shame. And can you imagine where they say uh, you have to have your ballot in by November 10th? November 10th. That means that's seven days after the election, in theory, should have been announced. Okay. We have major no, states time, with that. Sir, All run by Democrats. Two minutes is two minutes. All you're, run you're, by you're, Democrats. It's President a Trump, it's a rigged I, I, election. I, you're going to be able to continue. You have been charging for months that mail-in balloting is going to be a disaster. You say it's rigged, yes. that it's going to lead to fraud. But in 2018, in the last midterm election, 31 million people voted mail-in voting. That was a quarter, more than a quarter, of all the voters that year cast their ballots by mail. Now that millions of mail-in ballots have gone out, what are you going to do about it? And are you counting on the Supreme Court, including a Justice Barrett, to settle any dispute? Yeah, I, th I think I'm counting on them to look at the ballots, definitely. I don't think we'll, I hope we don't need them in terms of the election itself. But for the ballots, I think so. Because what's happening oh, is incredible. I just heard, I read today, where at least 1% of the ballots for 2016 were invalidated. They, they take them. We don't like them. We don't like them. But they throw them out left There are right. millions of ballots going out What right you do now. is you go do? and vote. You do a solicited ballot, no, no, and that's I'm okay, not, or you complaint. go and vote. I'm asking you about the fact that millions of people... You go and vote. You go and no, vote, but like they, is, like they used to the in the old... Millions of people... You either do, Chris, a solicited ballot where you're sending it in, they're sending it back, and you're sending... 
They I don't have understand what Chris Wallace is of, trying to ask. Did you see them. what's going on? Take a look at West Virginia. Mailmen selling the ballots. They're being sold. They're being dumped in rivers. This is a horrible thing for our country. There is no, this is not, there is no this is not going to end well. There is okay. no evidence This is not that. going Vice to President end well. Five states fact, have had mail-in ballots for the last decade or more. Five, including two Republican states. And you don't have to solicit the ballot. It's sent to you. It's sent to your home. What we're saying is, they're saying is that it has to be a postmark by the time by election day. If it doesn't get in till the 7th, 8th, 9th, it still should be counted. He's just afraid of counting the votes because You're wrong. The You're wrong. Let, I, no, I, I want to continue with you on this, love if, yeah. Vice President Biden. Chris, he's so wrong in, when he makes a statement no, like that. Excuse me. Vice President Biden, the biggest problem, in fact, over the years with mail-in voting has not been fraud historically. It has been that sizable numbers, sometimes hundreds of thousands of ballots are thrown out because they have not been properly filled out or there is some other irregularity or they missed the deadline. So the question I have is, are you concerned that the Supreme Court with a Justice Barrett will settle any dispute? I'm concerned that any court would settle this because here's the deal. When you, here's when the you deal. file, when you get a ballot Again. and you fill it out, God damn it. you're supposed to have an affidavit. If you didn't know, you have someone say that this is me. You should be able to, if in fact you can verify that's you when the before the ballot is thrown out, that's sufficient to be able to count the ballot because someone made a mistake and not dotting the correct I. Who they voted for, testify, say who they voted for, say it's you, that is totally legitimate. All right. Excuse final, me, Chris, no, no, no. when you I have, have final, 80 million I, ballots sent in and swamping the I, I, system, I, I, you, 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 you know it can't be done. You know it can't. And already all right. there's been so fraud. Mail service delivers 185 million pieces of mail a day. In eight ballots. states, we can keep talking. It's, it's in a, eight a, states, election workers are Here prohibited, currently by law, eight states, from even beginning to process ballots, even take them out of the envelopes and flatten them until election day. That means that it's likely, because there's going to be a huge increase in mail-in balloting, that we are not going to know on election night who the winner is, that it could be days, it could be weeks, could be months. until we find out who the, the, the new president is. So I, first for you, sir, finally for the, for the vice president, I hope neither of you will interrupt the other, will you urge your supporters to stay calm during this extended period not to engage in any you better not take a bunch of and fucking will you months. pledge tonight that you will not declare they're not draw the election out like they drew COVID the out I swear to fucking God certified. Dude. President Trump I'm you go urging first. my supporters to go into the polls and watch very carefully because that's what has to happen I am urging them to do it as you know today there was a big problem in Philadelphia they went in to watch they were they're called poll watchers a very safe very nice thing they were thrown out they yeah, weren't allowed to that. watch you know why because bad things happen in Philadelphia bad things and Are I you, am urging I am urging my people I hope it's going to be a fair election if it's a fair election I am a hundred percent on board but if I see tens of thousands of ballots being manipulated I can't go along with that and I'll tell and what, you what, what from mean, a common sense, does that mean I'll you're tell you tell what it means. To take to it means screen? you have a fraudulent election. Take to you're the sending screen. out 80 no. million ballots. They're, they're, not, they're not equipped to... These Tom people Harris. aren't equipped to handle it, number one. Number two, okay. they cheat. They cheat. Hey, they found ballots in a waste paper basket three sure. days ago. 
And they all had the name right. military ballots. They were military. They all had the name Trump on them. Vice President you think Biden, that's good? Vice President Biden, final question for you. Will you urge your supporters to stay calm while the vote is counted? And will you pledge not to declare victory until the election is independently certified? Independently yes. certified. What does that mean? They count the ballots, as you pointed out. Some of these ballots in some states can't even be opened until Election Day. And if there's thousands of ballots, it's going to take time to do it. And by the way, our military, they've been voting by ballots for since the end of the Civil War, in effect. Everybody, Everybody votes by a ballot, And buddy. that's what's going to happen. Why was it not, why is it for them somehow not fraudulent? It's the same process. It's honest. No one has established at all that there is fraud related to mail-in ballots, that somehow it's a fraudulent process. It's already been established. It's a, Take a look at Carolyn Maloney's I, I, race. I asked and you, now, you had an opportunity look at to respond. Carolyn go ahead. They have no idea what Vice happened. Vice President Biden, go ahead. He has no idea what he's talking about. Here's the deal. The fact is, I will accept it, and he will too. You know why? Because once the winner all is night declared he's been after the all, fact the, all is the ballots instead of the thing counted, is. all yeah. the votes are counted, that'll be the end of it. That'll be the end of it. And if it's me... In fact, fine. If it's, if it's not me, I'll support the outcome. And I'll be a president not just for the Democrats. I'll be a president for Democrats and Republicans. And this guy... I want to see fact, an honest okay. ballot count. Gentlemen, we, you say that's the end Chris, of it? This is the I end of this debate? Honest ballot count. We're going to leave it there. Too. Uh, to be continued as in more debates <laughs> as we go on. Uh, president Trump, Vice President Biden, it's been an interesting hour and a half. I want to thank you both for participating in the first of three debates that you have agreed to engage in. We want to thank Case Western Reserve University and the Cleveland Clinic for hosting this event. The next debate, sponsored by the Commission on Presidential Debates, will be one week from tomorrow, October 7th, at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City. The two vice presidential nominees, Vice President Mike Pence and Senator Kamala Harris, will debate at 9 p.m. Eastern that night. We hope you watch. Until then, thank you and good night. Thank you. <laughs> See if they hot mic anything great. Or if we can get some last minute. Oh, they must be doing photo. Oh, that's the... <laughs> Jill Biden was the lady. I was like, who the hell was that at the beginning? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, she didn't take her mask off for the photos. That's fine. <laughs> Those guys like Trump in the back. Well, that was like a little bit lamer than I thought it would be, honestly. Yeah. Nothing ever happens, though, you know. There were a couple of funny spots, but. Definitely funny spots. Lots of brain farts. Biden brain farts. Mm hmm. My my favorite was definitely, oh, the military has been voting by a ballot back since the Civil War. <laughs> yes, everyone has. Thank you for that nugget. Yes, yes, indeed.